0: Well, this is Totally Not Danzig, and you're listening to The Shred Shack.
1: Folks, I'm Dan Mac, Hey, this is Chris Mack. Welcoming you to episode 146 of the Shred Shack Podcast, your premier source of news and uninformed yet heavily biased opinions pertaining to all things heavy metal. Airing bi-weekly, yes, bi-weekly because of the fact that we skipped a week because COVID. Bi-weekly on uh, whoa, iTunes, Spotify, uh, not YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, Mixcloud, Google Play, and iHeartRadio. Those are the five we're on now, which 2021 is going to bring about some changes. And we're going to be on some more stuff. Sweet. And I definitely know one person has has followed us on Spotify. (laughs) (laughs) Because I I encouraged them
2: to. I was going to say, was it it Brandy? (laughs) No, no,
1: no, 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 no. I'm in a a couple servers on Discord. Oh, okay, gotcha, 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 gotcha. But despite all that, let's go into our normal routine for right now. Let's talk about some old business.
2: All right, so we haven't been here for about a month, so some of the stuff is going to be really old business. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that people who are listening probably have already either read or heard or whatever a lot of this stuff. But you and I are catching up. Let's just say that. Yeah, we're we're picking and choosing how far back we go, but right. some of this stuff is big. Yeah. So. All right, so of course, with old business, we got Eddie Van Halen's cause of death has been revealed. More than two months after the legendary Van Halen guitarist passing, TMZ has obtained his death certificate, which reveals the immediate cause of death as a cerebrovascular event, uh, such as a stroke. Uh, pneumonia, the blood disorder, uh, myelodysplastic syndrome, and lung cancer were also cited as underlying causes. The certificate also listed a number of other, quote, significant conditions that contributed to Eddie's death, including uh, squamous cell sarcoma. Which is a which is skin cancer mm-hmm. of the head and neck, and atrial fibrillation, a condition that causes irregular heartbeat and elevates stroke risk. So he was in bad shape by the yeah, time he passed away. That just
1: sounds like a, a smorgasbord of bad news.
2: Yeah, I think I think even if he were, even if he was able to survive cancer, there's something else was going to get him. Yeah, at this yeah. at that point, which is a shame.
1: So. would have been, been even worse is if he beat all of that and then COVID yeah that <laughs> would have that, that been like egg. the final slap in the face for real that would have been terrible but for real I, I mean it just sounds like he already had enough on his plate so I mean I, I, mean, I, I only I knew about he, lung cancer
2: what's that I only knew about the lung cancer yeah I had no idea about skin cancer and all the other yeah. issues as well So no,
3: no clue so
2: I mean I hope he, he passed he passed restfully and uh, he can find some peace yeah seriously all right. That's it for old business though. All
1: right. So then let's carry on to new business. And with new business we talk about new album releases. Um now what we're going to do going forward is t- is pretty much talk about like list what came out in the past 2 weeks. Um and if we've listened to them, we're going to talk about them. Okay. Um, but to my knowledge, from what I've seen, there hasn't been that much that came out in the past two weeks because of New Year's and... And
2: Christmas. Usually, like, the, yeah. the last two weeks of the year are very s- yeah. slow on new releases. And
1: even this past Friday, um, not, we were just talking about it. Um, the only thing I knew of was the Sammy Hagar album, which I guess didn't come out physically. came out digitally.
2: Well, what I got lined up on my um, on my spotify here is i got the sam hagar one which is their lockdown series which is what we've talked about um throughout the whole COVID thing mm-hmm. him and his band the circle have been doing lockdown sessions and it's all covers um so i'm actually looking forward to that because one of the ones i actually did listen to that they did was um little bird mm-hmm. i think it's little bird anyway it's the bob marley cover and it was really good so i'm really looking forward to listening to the rest of that um but also this past Friday, January eighth, a band called Alta Rain came out with an album called Mother's Day. Uh, They're very much of an old school hard rock sound. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of al- like the singer kind of almost reminds me of Klaus from fucking Scorpions. Very nice. That's so I cool. think I think you might be into that one. Yeah, if you're gonna sound like somebody, that's the guy to sound like. Like he, I definitely got some strong Scorpions vibe from the band. Uh, Frozen Soul came out uh, with an album called Crypt of Ice. They're a straight up death metal band. I enjoyed it i listening to. I started listening to Hearts and Hand Grenades. Uh, they're a relatively new band that came out in 2019. Uh, their album, there, I think it's their debut album, Turning to Ashes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Female-fronted hard rock band. Pretty good so far. Not, okay. not bad. Awesome. Not bad. I'm enjoying it. Um, you know, I took took a look at their Instagram page while I was, while I was doing it. Uh, like I said, they're like pretty much very fresh and brand new to uh, to the scene, so it's it's cool. Uh, two other ones I have lined up. Are uh, Magnum, their album Dance of the Black Tattoo, and the Michael Schenker Group, Immortal. So I got those lined up as well for the week. Where do you... Do you just go through Spotify and they well, just have I go new through for, for new releases? Yeah. Uh, I have two lists that I, I usually go with. I, I usually do Loudwire. They've okay. already released their 2021 list, list, which is nice. Okay. And then I also use Wikipedia. Um, I just... We'll do uh, 2021 and heavy metal music, Mm -hmm. and it gives you a list of of releases that they update throughout the year. That's what I was doing.
1: That's why I I knew about the Sammy Hagar album, but it was the only one they listed.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, Because, of course, it depends on who contributes to Wikipedia. That's why I use both. Mm, Because Wikipedia does more, uh, I wouldn't say mainstream, because there's a couple random ones on there, but they're a little more of the the well-known bands. Then Loudwire goes a little all over the place, there's heavy metal, there's hard rock, there's some punk in there, they they do a lot more different uh, bands, and their list is a lot longer, they also do the, they also make the list of reissues and stuff like that, and DVDs and CDs, are, uh, and live stuff that's coming out on uh, Loudwire too, so you have a, uh, a good mix of everything for uh, hard rock and heavy metal mm-hmm. through that list. Now, I'm sure there's other lists that you can try, but these are the ones that have, uh, that have been tried and true for me, um, and then of course... Going through the news websites, you always come across something uh, as well. As, as a matter of fact, I saw something uh, yesterday, I think it was by either Metal Sucks or Metal Injection, mm-hmm. that they reviewed a band called Sabre and their debut album uh, that came out on December 31st. Okay. And apparently they're just a straight-up amazing thrash band, so I have to check that out. Okay. So that's kind of like where I... Get
1: things. Okay. Well, We also get stuff in our email that I need to like be more on top of. So. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like, I have... Dude, <laughs> I haven't been on that in a minute. Uh, I don't think anybody else
2: but myself has. So. <laughs> gotcha. All right. So that's it for a really new release. You want to get into the Albums of the Day? For let's the talk about weeks? Albums of the Day. All right, let's talk about Albums for the Day for the last two weeks. So we're going to go back all the way to uh, December 28th. So it was like right after Christmas, and I decided... After Christmas I'm gonna to listen to some DSI.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, that's great.
2: <laughs> Once upon a cross, fucking classic. Just spend all the time listening to Jesus and then just Yeah, pretty much. Uh when did what did you listen to? This? Today um we got was the type of negative world coming down you?
1: Uh yeah. Okay. Because you go. yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about that
2: later. I think you did Alter Bridge this I did, day. I did Alter Bridge, you yes. You did Alter Bridge, uh One Day Remains and I did mm. Leprus. Uh, I, fit Fallen Fit Fallen I've had uh, That album has Edges theme song Yeah I do
1: That song is so Fucking good I know <laughs> it's I know, so good That's why I bought the album
2: I was like Oh crap
1: I'm <laughs> buying it now Just listen
2: <laughs> it, to it It's so goddamn good I love that song yeah. so much yeah. Alright what do we got in here Oh uh, I listened to Sewin um, And Where are you Oh you got Monkey Soup in here Yes yes, You I got did. Monkey Soup Mhm Good stuff. Good stuff here. All right. Oh, and then on uh, New Year's Eve, we all listen to Exodus. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Every album, almost every album of Exodus is up there on our albums of the day. So, uh, yeah, that was a good one. That yeah, was a that,
1: good day. That was, that was um, it started off as a
2: coincidence, and we're like, oh, let's all listen to Exodus. And, of course, you had to make the puns. Like, we're all making the mass Exodus from 2020. Yay. Of course, of course. Of course. Speaking of puns.
1: Um, there is one that uh, somebody said to me that I absolutely hated, um, and I have to share it with you. I am excited. <laughs> <laughs> and Brandy, I know you're listening, so you'll laugh at this too. Um, so, I bought the uh, the box set of Gringo Bandito hot sauces. Uh-huh. It came in a nice little wooden box and everything. I took a picture of it, and I posted it on one of the servers I'm on on Discord. And the guy goes, that's awesome! But why are they all together? Shouldn't you keep them separated? Oh, yes. You monster. Yes. (laughs) Because it's from the
2: offspring. Yes. You absolute monster. (laughs) That is wonderful. Uh, Yes.
1: So I was mad at everyone because everyone's like, that was funny. I'm like, it was not funny. It
2: was stupid. I hate you. Oh, that was that's wonderful. Uh, yes, but seriously, you should keep them separated. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up, uh, I listened to uh, Tesseract Altered State, mm-hmm. and I think that day you had Silosis? Um, was that you? That was
1: uh, that might have been me. Yeah, because I was going through the uh, the box of fun. Yeah,
2: that sounds that sounds right. That was a good one too. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Then we will talk about. This later, but we all had a little bit of a, children of bodom listen.
1: Oh yes, yes, yes.
2: Um, on a particular day, we'll talk about that. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that. Um, then I you listen to crematory.
1: Yes. Oh my god, that was a great album.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: What's it like? Kind of, kind of gothic in a way. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought was, they were going to be like death metal just from the name. Yeah. But they kind of ended up being just kind of gothic.
2: Cool. So it was, it was pretty badass. Uh, I listen to Nightwish, Dark Passion Play. Alright. Next up, you listen to Monkey 3. Monkey 3, oh dude, that was a good album too. Uh, And I listen to a band called Richelieu, and their album Feather Gun. Now, Richelieu I found, um, I've been listening to just like, listen to albums on Spotify, then a lot of times when the album ends, it just goes into random. Mm -hmm. like similar sounding. Mm -hmm. So this is, I was listening to a progressive album and this is a progressive band from Seattle and they are fucking great. I don't know if they're still active. I think their last post was not, was a little while ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, the last album I think was in like 2019 or something like that. I could be wrong, but they were really fucking good. So I was like, yes, fucking new band. (laughs) Yes. They already broke up. Damn. Oh no. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Why do I come to the party so late?
2: <laughs> I forget what you listen to. Oh, you listen to... Was it you who listened to Hollis? Yes. that was, was that? Because not- I, I like the, the album cover.
1: I, re- I, I can't even remember it now, but it was really good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been listening... Because, again, I've been going through so many CDs lately, but... Um... Yeah, that one, I just, I, I can't remember exactly what it was,
2: but it was yeah. intense. Okay. So. I listened to a band called O.C. Again, I found this through the fucking randomness thing. Of Spotify, apparently, this is like a rotating uh, group of people that play together progressive uh, progressive metal. Mm-hmm. I think Mike Portnoy played on the, with this group at one point. <laughs> oh, I, 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 like, I know it's not that big a surprise, but I'm pretty sure Mike Portnoy played with them at one point. Um, just really good fucking fucking music. Yeah. Fucking pumped. All right. And then last but not least, this past week, uh, you listened to the Black Album out of nowhere. I'll get into that after. Okay. Yeah. All right. I listened to Mud Veins. Um, I forgot the name of the fucking title. Whatever. Um, the Beginning of All Things to End. That's the one. The Beginning of All Things to End. Yeah. Because I just got... Uh, well, the reason that, that I got into
1: that... No, no, wait. It might have been The End of All Things to Come. One of those two. I think it's The Beginning of All
2: Things to End. No, wait. No, the beginning of all things then is the first one that came out before LD50. Whatever. Yeah. Either way, I keep forgetting the titles of their albums. It <laughs> doesn't matter. Great album. The reason I was listening to Mudvay in the first place is because um, Ryan, the bassist, posted a, a playthrough video of his band. Uh, I forgot the name of the band, but his, it's his jazz band. Yeah. And just watching him play, I'm like, holy fuck. Guy is insanely good. Oh, yeah. So, of course, I went back and listened to LD50. Mm-hmm. And then I listen to this one.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Gotcha. Um, it's just they're just they're a good band. Mm-hmm. I miss them. So I got caught
1: up in the Black Album. Um, somewhere in the last few days, I got a whole new appreciation for it. Um, I mentioned in in our our group chat that I was attached to a particular lyric, and that's because I had heard it um, on on Discord. If you go into certain chats, you can do listen to music and everything. And somebody had listened to uh, My Friend of Misery. Uh-huh. So I was like – I had it in my head. I had the line in my head, so I was listening to that. And then I just started listening to The God That Failed. And then I went to The Never, and then I just pulled out the damn CD and played through it. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just like going back through it. And I had a, I had a – it's one of those things, and I was thinking about it while listening to um, Type Negative as well, is that like in bands, in music, <clears throat> while like crazy fast drumming is impressive –
2: I like slow drumming. Oh, really? Yeah. like Holy I'm, shit, buddy. It is snowing.
1: Is it snowing in Texas? It's
2: fucking snowing Head in Texas. for the Texas. hills, people. <laughs> this is the last episode of the podcast. We will, <laughs> we will see you all in hell. I am sorry. This is the Armageddon episode. <laughs> <laughs> we will see all of you in hell with us. Holy shit. I'm uh, sorry.
1: Continue. Okay. Um, well, to that backdrop. Um, but slow drumming. Um, just because of the fact that, like, you know, when I when I sit there and I get into it and I drum along and everything, I just enjoy doing that. It gets really passionate, and like you can listen to something like the Black Album, and although you know Lars may not be the best drummer, like I'm just imagining like the power that he puts into his performance, that that mean mugging face and all oh, that kind yeah. of stuff.
2: You know, like sometimes that's all you need. I I, I think uh, as much crap as Lars Ulrich gets, I mean, he does do a decent enough job of of being the backdrop. To to Metallica, he's. Mm-hmm. I think I want to say he's a driving force, but he is definitely a charismatic and fucking powerful person mm-hmm. just to be on stage. Yeah, and I think I think the other the members of the band kind of feed off of that,
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know. And I think he he can he that's how he holds it down in Metallica. Yeah, you know, he doesn't have to be the greatest drummer, mm-hmm. you know. That's why they have fucking James Hetfield up there. He's the he is the rhythm section. <laughs> Led Zeppelin didn't write songs everybody likes. They left <laughs> that to the
1: Bee Gees. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> and no,
2: you know, the, what's funny. I was, trying, I was trying to make I was trying to make a, a comparison line to that in my head the other day, I, mm. and it was like Mataga didn't write songs everybody everybody liked. They left that to Bon Jovi or something like that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but but like but again, like when, when it comes to slower drumming, like I, I I appreciate like a lot of Doom stuff and everything. Like it doesn't require. Much, but it has power, like in like in slower music. I'm imagining again, typo negative. Although, like apparently, the studio albums are all drum programs. They're yes, not, they're not live. Yes, um, but you know, then I think about the other bands that do kind of that slower material, like the creeping type of material, like the original Black Sabbath song. Mm. You know, like that kind of just the the slow like backdrop that a a, a percussion. Um, uh, per, what's the thing I'm thinking of per- per- percussion ensemble <laughs> brings to the thing it just it makes it all just sound pretty cool and I, I can enjoy that a lot more for some reason yeah yeah. again you know fast drumming is, is really cool but I mean same. I feel the same way about like guitar noodling it's like okay cool you can play a million notes a minute David Gilmore's is making me cry here with three notes
2: that's what I'm talking about like can you can you make the same impact with three notes compared to three million mm-hmm. and the thing is like David Gilmore is the exact person that comes to mind when it comes to that particular thing because his tone his, the feeling behind his oh my god yeah he is one of the oh my god yeah so that's, that's
1: what I'm feeling, and that's kind of just the vibe I got into listening to Black Album. I had, a, I had a new appreciation for it. I also had a new appreciation for their lyrical content before it went to crap.
2: Yeah. So you know. It's funny that you, that you mentioned that, that album in particular, because I just recently listened to the latest episode of the Devin Townsend Project, where he, he started talking about how he's a, he's, he starts talking about his Devin Townsend Project album. Mm-hmm. So he did Key, and now he's talking about Addicted. And then he went into Addicted. Specifically, with the mindset of writing songs, um, and a more not not that he wanted to be played on the radio, but he wanted to do something a little bit simpler or something a little bit more traditional as far as songwriting goes. And his specific example was the Blackout because of how it sounded on the radio and how the songs were structured and stuff like that. And I always thought that the the um, that the Blackout was the perfect example of what heavy metal can do. With traditional songwriting, mm-hmm. you know, and it—that's—that's that's exactly what Devin Townsend was going for. So I think that again it was another way to appreciate what Metallica did with that humongous album. Yeah, yeah,
3: I feel it.
1: Okay, so that was that was the thing. <laughs> now all right, that now that we're like warmed up. <laughs> yeah, now, now that now that we're now that we're feeling it after a month, let's 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 go on. <laughs>
2: all right. Well, unfortunately, of course, our next section is obituaries. Dude, dude, hi, dude, if you want to reorganize this thing, please feel free. No, all right. No, it's best, it's best to get the hurt out of the way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's my thought. Yeah. All right. So we mentioned earlier in our hours of the day that we all listen to either. Um, Children of Bodom I think Pat listened to Synergy uh, but former Children of Bodom frontman Alexi Leiu uh, passed away uh, the Finnish guitarist vocalist died in his home in Helsinki last uh, last week mm-hmm. and the 41, he only was 41 <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: and he suffered from long term health issues in the years leading up to his death and of course no one knew about that
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know I think Pat mentioned in our group chat that when he interviewed him he had mentioned that he's not going to be around for much longer
3: mm-hmm.
2: but like you know a lot of people say that yeah. you know so there was there was nothing like kind of like, um, giving us an indication that this was about to happen. Yeah, which yeah, is a shame. Absolutely. So, unfortunately, we will probably will not be seeing a um, Bodom After Midnight" album release. If if anything, it's probably going to be like an EP with like the three or four songs that they recorded. Um, that sucks. Yeah,
1: that was um, uh, of all again like of all the people that I would have expected. Like, that was not one of them.
2: Yeah, Ozzy's still alive. Ozzy's making a new album. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> it's amazing. All right, Leslie West, the legendary guitarist, vocalist, original founding member of Mountain, had passed away at the age of 75. Leslie's brother, Larry West, confirmed the musician's passing to Rolling Stone. Uh, he suffered cardiac arrest at his home near Dayton, Florida, on Monday, December 21st, and was rushed to a hospital where he never regained consciousness. Wow. Uh, considering some of the pictures i saw of him in his later life he doesn't look like he was Mm -hmm. in very good health to begin with Mm -hmm. so it was probably unfortunate but it was something that was on the way yeah next up we have michael funfara he passed away in a toronto hospital on january 8th 2021 due to complications from his two-year battle with cancer he was 74 little background behind of this man he is born in stevensville ontario in 1946 He's the former Lou Reed uh, keyboardist or band leader, and he appeared on nine of Reed's albums between 1974 and 2005, including his highest-charting U.S. album, which uh, uh, peaked at number 10 as Sally Can't Dance, as well as Rock and Roll Heart, Street Hassle, The Bells, which Fonfara executive produced, and Growing Up in Public, which was co-written and co-produced by Fonfara for Clive Davis's Arista Records in 1980. I didn't know that one. I didn't see that one. but uh, That that just came up today. So,
3: yeah,
1: that's, that's how you work this thing. <laughs>
2: um, and last but not least, something that just uh, came up today. Mm. Fuck. Oh, really? Marsha Zazula, the four, the, who co-founded Megaforce Records in 1983 with her husband, Johnny Z, uh, died earlier today, January 10th, at the age of 68. No cause of death revealed yet. Jeez. Yeah. Um, I mean,
1: it just sounds like the continuation of 2020, although, like I've been saying, despite the absolute dissolution of American society, uh, <laughs> I'm having a good year. <laughs> so
2: he says 10 days in,
1: I know, I'm, not, I'm <laughs> still have a, 355 more days to fuck this up. <laughs> yeah. Well, I said the same thing about last year. So at least I didn't start off this year with a panic attack. Hmm. I started off this year, tired and old.
2: So, <clears throat> agreed and agreed. Yeah. So, all right. Are we ready to get into some general news? Hopefully, we get some good news around here. Yep. Let's do this. All right. So, Ghost issued oh. uh, an end of year Facebook update indicating that announcements about new music and live shows will be forthcoming in the next few months. The act has been working on several big things, according to Tobias Forge for 2021, and will be issuing sporadic updates throughout the year always good news to hear from Ghost.
1: I feel like they've been saying that for a while now,
2: though. I mean, come on. Prequel came out, what, 19, 2018? 19... <laughs> I know. I know
1: wow. Dude, we're not that old. Um, <laughs> 2018?
2: 2000... I feel
1: like... Yeah, 2018. I feel like that's when the review happened.
2: Yeah. It was 2018, so... 2021? Three years? It's about right no, for them.
1: No, that's not good. I demand more. No. Wow. <laughs> Entitled douchebag! I want to be, be entitled! <laughs> entitled douchebag! <laughs> Go faster!
2: Don't make me poke you more! <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Kiss's New Year's performance in Dubai, United Arab-, Arab Emirates, broke Guinness World Records for highest flame projection in a music concert and for most flame projections launched simultaneously in a music concert. I saw pictures of this thing, it was ridiculous. The stage was like 250 feet long, or wide, or whatever the fuck, and these flyings were like, I think they were like 35 feet in the air. It was fucking insane. Fucking insane. On a side note, uh, KISS cleaned up its act for its uh, New Year's Eve live pay-per-view of performance in Dubai, apparently out of respect for local customs and beliefs. Gene Simmons' blood-spinning stunt was missing during his bass solo, the words bitch and virgin soul... Were removed from the lyrics of uh, 100,000 Years and God of Thunder, respectively. respectively. Mm -hmm. The latter replaced by Sacred Soul. Mm -hmm. So Virgin Soul, Sacred Soul. Other songs reportedly had minor lyrical changes as well. According to BBC, Dubai is very conservative when it comes to bad language. Swearing, profanities, insults, and all kinds of vulgar language are considered obscene acts, as is making rude gestures, and offenders can be fined or jailed. For example... Saying fuck is a crime in Dubai as the swear word, quote, disgraces the honor of the modesty, unquote, of a person according to Article 373 of the, a- of the UAE Penal Code. Swearing in public in Dubai can, lead you, can land you in prison for up to a year. A huge fine may also be imposed for swearing amounting to as high as DH 10,000, which is about $2,700.
1: What if I approach... Somebody in Dubai. And just offer them my
2: genitals. <laughs> they, they, you might be in jail for a while. I mean, seriously, it's a, it's a rude gesture. <laughs> what if I said the word boss? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I could probably never visit Dubai. Every other word out of my mouth is, tends to be fuck. Yeah, yeah, you're <laughs> you're, pre, you're pretty bad. <laughs> I am bad. Yeah, I mean,
1: I, I am the zenith of... Of clean living, unless we're playing video games, in which case all,
0: then it all gets, it
1: gets raunchy. <laughs> all things get bad. Yeah, just gets, just gets just gets no nasty. no no holds barred, and everything's on the table. Especially yeah,
2: like your balls. <laughs> <laughs> balls on table. So yeah. Oh my god. All right, so Rob Reiner, Mm Harry Shearer, Christopher Guest, and Michael McKeon, who are, of course, creators of the iconic mockumentary, This is Spinal Tap, have set up a wholly wholly owned entity to manage the licensing of the film and all rights related to it. With effect from January 1st, 2021, the much-beloved movie and all future characters, trademarks, and associated rights will be licensed via authorized Spinal Tap, LLC. Together, the four creators intend to ensure the film continues to be available for existing and future Spinal Tap fans for years to come. That was cool,
1: I thought, because of the fact that, like, they're making sure that the movie just doesn't go out of print, everyone can see it, because of the fact that it's kind of a milestone of just mockumentary for metal.
2: I also like the fact that the, that the creators own it.
3: Yeah. That, oh, yeah. I think
2: that's the most important part to be taken away from that. Is that? Not, it's not a movie studio It's not some executive Fucking sitting in his office Or some douchebag Who just Owns the movie mm-hmm. It's the creators The guys who actually did it
3: Yeah
2: They own it Yeah And that's fucking great I wish it was more like that For a lot of things mm-hmm. You know I, Like I I think I, I still think It was So incredibly Weird to hear That Paul McCartney Didn't own a majority Of Beatles songs Because yeah. Michael Jackson Bought them You know some shit like that. Like, how does how does Paul McCartney not own his own fucking songs? <laughs> I'm just
1: I'm just imagining that auction. You know, I'm just like, hey, fifty million.
2: <laughs> I'm just like, oh, dude, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the winner is Michael Jackson. Shamo, <laughs> Shamo, and <laughs> just so starts walking up the aisle to accept the rights. <laughs> And Paul McCartney's sitting there like Motherfucker <laughs> I own happy birthday <laughs> Giving
3: bucks is not my
0: problem <laughs> And just
1: backs out <laughs> And just, like, just leaves Comes back Who's bad and
3: <laughs> <laughs> Oh
2: yeah that's, that's wonderful. Oh, yeah. That can, is wonderful. I can see that. It's phenomenal. Uh, well, here's a little bit of a bummer. Okay. Right. So the legendary Danish studio where Judas Priest recorded parts of its Ram It Down album has been destroyed in a fire. According to the local newspaper there, um, Puck Recording Studios Complex, located in Gurlev, which is north of the city of Randers in western Denmark, burned down early Monday, December twenty eighth. It was not known what caused the fire, mm-hmm. and there were no reports of any people being injured. So, Puck was established in a converted farmhouse in nineteen seventy eight by John John Puckquist, uh, and at one point was considered one of the most technologically advanced studios in the world. Oh, snap. Other artists who recorded their albums in- there include. Uh, Elton John, who recorded Sleeping with the Past. George Michael, who recorded Faith. The Pesh Mode, who recorded Violator. Amazing.
3: Oh,
2: yeah. And Music for the Masses. Gary Moore and the Kinks. The last LP recorded at Puck was Meshuggah's The Violent Sleep of Reason, which came out in 2016. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's a bummer. versatile But considering it's a farmhouse, a bale of hay probably caught fire. <laughs> <laughs> it was a converted farmhouse. Probably wasn't a farmhouse for the last 34 years.
1: I'm joking. Yeah, you're joking. Although they
2: probably had cows. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Rock Camp the Movie from filmmaker Doug Blush will be released in January. Uh, This is called... All right, I want to go through the whole rundown here. Copy and paste. Here we go. Summer Camp meets Spinal Tap as we journey to rock and roll fantasy camp where dreamers... From across America and around the world, gathered to shred with their heroes and learn to rock like the legends. Rock Camp is an institution and cultural phenomenon that has been going on in Los Angeles, New York, and other cities since 1996. Rock Camp is the brainchild of music producer David Fishoff. It boasts a jaw-dropping array of rock star counselors that include Roger Daltrey, Alice Cooper, Paul Stanley, and Gene Simmons, Nancy Wilson, Joe Perry, Jeff Jeff Beck, Slash and countless other rock legends. Um, directed and produced by Blush, co-directed and edited by Renee Barron and produced by Jeff Rowe. The movie takes us back more than four decades to the beginning of Fishoff's career as a sports agency and eventually, oh, yeah, at a sports agency and eventually as an entertainment executive and music producer. Fishoff founded Rock and Roll fantasy Capital, which has been making dreams come true for more than 25 years. The camp brings together musicians from all walks of life for an unforgettable experience with legendary rock stars. These musicians teach, inspire, and jam with the campers for over four days, including with, with concluding with a live performance at a famed venue. They're really doing that in the time of COVID. I, I mean, I don't know if they've, if they've done that, but this is the movie.
1: Oh, the movie! I this was the about the to say. I
2: was like, "What?" But now, they cool. probably haven't done it this year or last yeah, year, that, whatever.
1: That is that is cool.
2: But they've been doing that for a long time. I remember, I remember seeing some some bits about that.
3: Mm.
2: All right, a protective a protective fence has been erected around the graves of legendary Pantera guitarist Dimebag Darrell and his brother uh, Vinnie Paul, uh, presumably to guard them from vandalism.
1: I mean, yeah, but why now? <laughs> why now, in particular? Did something happen? Like that? They, more... don't, they don't
2: mention anything. Yeah,
1: they, that's that's weird. Which is weird.
2: Yeah. You know, I was expecting to read something about like how someone like did something, but I think um, in the past, while Vinnie Paul was alive, he had made mention that people do go to visit Dimebag and they 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 like etch their names or something like that in his gravestone or some shit like that. Of course
1: they do, because they're know?
2: stupid. Yeah, so this probably is just an added measure. I say that as I get my chisel,
1: <laughs> 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 going Flintstones with the <laughs> d money. It's Dean
2: d Oh, d money. All right. Morgoth, who are uh, German death metal veterans here, have officially called it quits. The band took to its Facebook page on Thursday, December 17th, to write, It's already been two and a half years since our last updates and the announcement of an indefinite hiatus in regards to any band activities. Time surely flies. In the meantime, and after much deliberation, we can now announce that we have indeed reached the end of the road for Morgoth.
1: I don't know anything about this band
2: i i i've heard of them before of course oh, yeah the name of course the here. name is you know for the lord of the rings but um <laughs> <laughs> nerd <laughs> whatever but uh it just sucks that a band has to call quits like that so yeah just gives me a reason to go listen to them and say
1: damn it i came too late again
2: for real that's gonna be the case and wow it is really snowing what the fuck not that I don't want I'm to look sorry, but like I can't see you. I just see an outline of a top hat, a scarf, and sunglasses. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what you get. <laughs> I'm in uniform, baby. <laughs> He's fucking armored up over here. At least it's not. At least it's not sticking at this point. Just it's just it's just pretty. Yeah, so fucking snow. Yeah. Anyway, Nightwish bassist vocalist Marco Hitler mm. has been crowned the winner of the fall 2020 season of The Masked Singer the finished edition of the popular mass Singing Contest. Uh, he was disguised as Tortori, Totori, the Doctor. Based on an international hit, the Masked Singer features celebrities facing off against one another with uh, one major twist. Each singer is shrouded from head to toe in an elaborate costume, complete with full mask, full face masks to conceal his or her identity.
1: See, here's the thing. I assume he was singing in his normal voice. I can only imagine, I don't know. If I were watching that, I would have jumped out of my seat and been like, oh my god! (laughs) And yet nobody who was watching that show was like, "Mm -hmm." (laughs) he has a very distinctive voice. Like, (laughs) holy crap. But to people who listen to him, everyone knows if I had an angel.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. 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 (laughs) <laughs> Damn it <laughs> <laughs> Okay Alright what is this one Alright Internationally esteemed Heavy rock and Metal record labels Napalm Records yeah. And SPV Have announced that they have Joined forces mm-hmm. Combining decades Of renowned expertise And passion for music Their artists And those who inspire it all The fans Napalm Records' acquisition of SPV was completed at the end of November 2020 and represents a logical step in the Austrian company's global strategy, not domination strategy. Long-established company SPV, founded in 1984 by Manfred Schultz, along with its current subsidiary labels such as Steamhammer, Hammer, uh, which features a, a, a lineup of fucking Sodom, Running Wild, Magnum, uh, Axel, Rudy Pell, and Rage, and Long Branch Records, which has a bunch of other fucking artists is now part of the Napalm Records family the company's current location in Hanover Germany and the SPV team under management and managing director Frank Ull will remain its structure or maintain its structure and in regard to new distribution partners and labels and be expanded in the future so on and so forth Mm -hmm. so pretty much Napalm Records bought a record another record label and keeping everything the same yeah
1: I like both record labels
2: yeah for sure so I'm happy for sure,
1: that's 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 quite cool, uh, especially considering the fact that I'm pretty sure SPV has Evergrey, Evergrey new album mm. coming out. So mm.
2: I think that's the case. Not sure. Carry on, Gibson. Of course, the iconic American instrument brand has announced the acquisition of Mesa Boogie, one of the most respected and prestigious bands in sound and guitar amplification. Mesa Boogie, the original boutique amplifier company, was founded 51 years ago by Randy Smith, who is responsible for creating the groundbreaking circuits that drive some of the most influential sounds of our time. Uh, Randy will join Gibson as master designer and pioneer of Mesa Boogie and beyond. In his new role, Randy will continue his passion for tube technology and his vision for building handcrafted high-performance amplifiers that continue to redefine how we experience sound across Mesa Boogie and Gibson. I have Mesa Boogie speakers, and they're great. I think you had a Mesa Boogie, uh... I had a uh, cabinet. Cabinet, yeah. Yeah, I had a Mesa Boogie cabinet. <laughs> Which is eventually going to make its way down here. Hi, Dad. Eventually. One day. But with my Marshall 2000 head... You know that one?
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. Which is now mine.
2: With my Marshall 2000 tube head going through that Mesa Boogie cabinet, some fucking EMG pickups on my Jackson guitar, it sounded sweet.
1: Yeah. Well, those days were long gone by.
2: I know, I'm an And, and, and you're making, making Brandy cry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Infinite Visions, which was the band formed by extra uh, various guitarist and songwriter Timo Tolecki, uh, mm-hmm. has called it quits after failing to raise sufficient funds to record its debut album.
3: That sucks. The
2: group said it in a statement, unfortunately, as Infinite Visions did not meet its crowdfunding goal, there will be no album and the band will not continue. As a farewell to the fans, Infinite Visions are posting the five songs that were recorded for their demo, including two including two unreleased songs, Dangerous and Voice of Tomorrow, uh, which includes Eric Kramer's pre-production vocal demo. Uh, some bonus tracks are also included, the keyboard demo by Jimmy Pitts for Dangerous and the unmixed drum tracks for by Powell, uh, wow, with a really great name, for Voices of Tomorrow. Uh, Tolki. Tol- Tol- uh, said that his plan is to release what would have been Infinite Stones' debut LP, Union Magne- Magnetica, as his new solo album. Perhaps, with guest vocalists like uh, Elise from uh, Amaranth? Yeah. Amaranth. Amaranth. Damn. You're having a bad day. I'm having a bad day. Uh, Sharon Del Adele, Sharon Den Adele from Within Temptation, Russell Allen from Symphony X, and Rob Rock from Impeletary. Right. Uh, He said his plan is to uh, release his uh, solo album next autumn and tour it worldwide. Kickstarter starts now. (laughs) (laughs) If I fail to get money for that one, (laughs) fuck it. Eventually I'll just
1: fail so many times I'll have a full album. (laughs) 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 <laughs> I'm sorry, that is mean. I really wish that people would succeed with their stuff. So it's true. Yeah, especially especially concerning. In fact, I like Stradivarius.
2: Body Count has launched a video contest for the song "The Hate Is Real." Fans can create and submit their own videos for the track, and the group's favorite will be released as the next official Body Count music video.
1: I saw the. Uh, I listened to two of their songs from the new album pretty decent. They're, I mean, they're right. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they're they exactly what they expect, you know. I mean, I like them.
2: Yeah. So, but, yeah. yeah. It's, it's pretty much Ice-T shouting at you over aggressive music. Which is fine. Which is fine.
1: Yeah, you know, I'm cool with
2: Ice-T. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Bad Wolves. I'm sorry, no, I skipped over one. Uh, Gus G has announced his own pickup company, Blackfire Pickups. The company's product line will initially launch with two pickup sets, Immortal and... Proteus, mm-hmm. uh, which were previously available exclusively with uh, Gus's latest signature uh, Jackson guitars. So he's issuing his, he's releasing his own pickups, which is pretty cool. Well, yeah. I mean, still, still a guitar god. So. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, Bad Wolves have Bad parted Wolves. ways with singer Tommy Vexed. The remaining members of the band confirmed the split in a statement uh, I think it was Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, they wrote, it is true that Bad Wolves and vocalist Tommy Vex have part of ways. The four of us plan to continue making music and a new album is planned for later this year. Tommy has been a big part of Bad Wolves and we are grateful for his contributions. There is not much else to report at the moment but to send love and gratitude to the fans, yada yada yada. Vex originally announced his exit from the band earlier in a since-deleted Instagram Live video insisting that he was forced out by his former bandmates and record label, Better Noise Music, over his conservative political views. The singer also announced plans to launch a solo career while claiming he wrote a significant portion of the new Bad Wolves album, apparently refer- referencing to the band's upcoming third LP. Hmm. So if you haven't been following up with that, Tommy Vex is a—he's an African-American man who hmm. is a staunch <laughs> Trump supporter hmm. who who claims that racism is not real because he's never experienced it. Uh, Move on.
1: Just, just, just go on to the next thing. And also,
2: also... He was recently accused of uh, domestic violence from his ex-girlfriend. I think she has a restraining order and everything. Yeah, he's a a scumbag. I told you to go on. (laughs) I'm I'm just giving you the background. Uh, Scumbag. Okay? I've already lost enough heroes. All right. Fucking A. Anyway, Suspects 208 have parted ways with his frontman, Noah Weiland, the son of a late Stone Temple pilot singer, Scott Weiland. Suspect 208, which includes drummer London London Hudson, who's the 18-year-old son of Guns N' Roses guitarist Slash, and 16-year-old bassist Ty Trujillo, who is the son of uh, Metallica bass player Robert Trujillo, uh, announced that it was looking for a new vocalist. The group wrote an Instagram about it, blah, 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 blah. And then a few hours after they made the, uh, pretty much like the fucking, the banner for Finding a New Singer, uh they issued a statement uh it says as many of you know we let our singer noah go we were really close to him and it is the last thing we would have ever wanted to do but it had to be done for his safety as well as the longevity of the band this decision was made by the band because it was the last uh thing we could do to keep going noah was not writing lyrics or lifting his weight in the band for two months before we let him go he was heading down a dark path of drugs drug use that got in the way of our friendship as well as the band. Lastly, there were many instances of blow-ups over very small issues we'd confront him with. We wish him the best and we deeply care about him. However, we did as much as we could to help him. Thank you to those who stick with us on this journey. We are very grateful. It's very sad that the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Not at all. That is sad. Yeah. That is a shame. Alright. Last but not least here for general news... Gibson has entered into a joint venture with Gene Simmons to create G2. G2, which stands for Gene to Gibson, will introduce new collections of right and left-handed electric guitars and basses across, uh, across Gibson's Epiphone and uh, Kramer brands. And develop new entertainment content that will be streamed to millions of fans worldwide on multiple online and social platforms. To kick off the collaboration, G2 will release the new G2 Thunderbird bass later this year. The G2 Thunderbird bass, which will be available in Ebony with Silver Appointments and Ebony with Blood Red Appointments, made its worldwide debut on stage with Simmons recently during Kiss's New New Year's Eve concert in Dubai. The thing is, it's funny because they did a Thunderbird, and I don't associate him with a Thunderbird at all. You know...
1: I'm just imagining like they're playing a song, he has the bass in hand, suddenly it's an infomercial, you just see the price come up on the
3: screen and all that kind of BS. (laughs) But wait, there's more (laughs) (laughs) Ah, tongue. (laughs) (laughs) For an
1: additional hundred and fifty, you get to suck Jean's dick. (laughs) 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 And I repeat, there is no limit on that. There is no limit. (laughs)
2: Gene will take all <laughs> the sucking. <laughs> uh, yep. Okay. General News is done. Are you ready for So Let It Be Written? Let it be Written. Exodus Bonded Exodus's Bonded by Blood guitar book is now available for pre-order. The book features guitar tab and notation for all nine songs for the nineteen eighty-five Exodus album release. All songs are transcribed note for note from the original recordings by X's touring guitarist uh, Kagarin Lum, also of Heathen, and Ernie Ball's Match the Master Award winner Evan Bradley.
1: I mean, that's cool. I, I became familiar with the album recently, and um,
2: I mean, they have better albums. <laughs> uh, I, 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 th- I think I, I, I'm going into uh, that thinking like, man, 80s thrash was really great songwriting and stuff like that, but they sounded like shit. Mm. Yeah, sounded like shit. Yeah, there was there was that power and that energy. Take it. Mm. You know, I mean, even like one of my even like Metallica's like Kill 'Em All is tough to listen to Mm. sometimes.
3: Yeah,
2: you know, I really like, and I might be spoiled by coming up in the like the age that we did listening to music. I really like the polished sound. I like to be able to hear every fucking note. Yeah. And I like to be able to, like, you know, not feel that I'm, I'm fucking dragging my head through water while listening to a record, you know? Well, I feel like there's a lot of, there,
1: there's, there's probably a lot of counter to that, just sure. because of the fact that Thrash, you know, should sound raw and gritty and whatnot. Yeah, but, but the
2: thing is, like, those bands, who, those same bands who are writing music just as good no. now sound better.
1: That's the thing, Like like, Thrash always had that skill but it was always undermined by that raw energy and that and that that scene that like now that we have better production you can actually hear like the talent that goes through it uh, especially on the melodic side and you're you're get more of an understanding of what goes into the, into the uh, music
2: itself i think just um, probably at the time thrash was just ahead of the technology they they just didn't have enough there wasn't it, was, it wasn't enough to capture the talent and the energy behind all that because mm. it's funny because when you listen to like stuff from the 70s it still sounds good mm-hmm. you know but I think it's because they. Were, I think I don't know if if it was just because Thrashing Kits got too loud and like like the distortion they used was just too like mid-rangey or too I don't know what it's it probably is probably but it, it just it just doesn't sound good
1: I mean things from the 70s probably had to sound better because of things from the 60s mm. like you had um I'm sure Hendrix, uh, I'm sure, he, like, as far as recording him, I'm sure that was difficult for a while, too. Yeah, the Beatles. You know, the getting, Beatles. The, you know the stuff like the Beatles and whatnot. You know, I'm sure a lot of that had some some, some technical difficulties that they had to kind of come around for, and then advanced technology to get beyond it. So, uh, every time, hey. Hey, girl, hey. Hey, girl, hey. <laughs> <hi. Wow>. I'm <laughs> in my uniform. Um hey. Love you, babe. Uh, But yeah, so I forgot what I was saying.
2: We were talking about production. And
3: then
1: you distract me. And music. I saw you have production music. Uh, Yes, so I feel like every single time something new comes along as far as what sonic qualities it has, it has to change up the technology thereafter. And maybe like, you know, Thrash, you know, Thrash in 85 and Thrash in 89... Sounded very different. Oh, for sure. They they learned quick enough to, to catch up with the the medium, but
2: yeah. So yeah, I, I, it's just amazing when you, when you hear a band like let's say like Testament, Overkill, fucking Exodus when they record now. Mm. Same ferocity, same fucking energy, same fucking physical and technical talent, mm. but it sounds so much better. Mm. It's just it's, there's just something about the sound. That I, I really appreciate more now. I mean, I'm sure, like, I would love to see what, what bands could do, like, if they re-recorded some of their stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I even, like, when we saw Exodus, and, like, their, their sound now live was even better than what's on the record in 1985. You know, it's mm-hmm. just, there's just a, a striking difference.
3: Yeah. And yeah, it makes
2: it. A, and it makes a very big impact as far as I'm concerned. And I know like a lot of fucking elitists and purists would be like, "Whoa!" Blah, blah, start talking shit. But like, fuck you. Mm-hmm. I like to actually hear what I'm listening to. Yeah.
1: You're making me want to break out my denim jacket.
2: <laughs> Get all vested up. I Ooh, mean, that's yeah. part. Of, that's part of uniform. I mean, it doesn't go with the scarf. Yeah. Got don't, 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 but gotta patch that bitch up. You might. You might make it work though. Mm, I can. I can make anything work. <laughs> Just if you're going to wear a denim denim vest, at least change the different uh, fucking pants, okay? Oh, yeah. That's... There's no there's no Texas tuxedo walking around here, okay? I mean, there won't be pants. Oh. Well, that's <laughs> true. Pants-free revolution. I forgot. Yes. <laughs> there, there, there will not be pants. <laughs> <laughs> Pants-free revolution. All right. For almost 40 years, Kreisreich have been hailed as one of the forefathers of American progressive hard rock and metal music. But the band's complete story has never been told until now. N.W. Metalworks Music has announced they will publish the first ever Queensryche biography in late 2021 as part of the Metalworks book line. Written by James R. Beach with Brian L. Larin and Brian J. Heaton. What the, why is everyone with their fucking middle initials here? Anyway, Building an Empire, the story of Queensryche takes a deep dive on Queensryche. From its original members, musical beginnings in the high schools in sub, of suburban uh, Seattle, two groups rise to stardom in the 90s. The book will cover how Queensryche evolved from album to album, the various events that led to the band's fracture and declining popularity, and the amazing heavy metal revival uh, period Queensryche has enjoyed for over the last several years. Paul Sutter, the acclaimed writer from Kerrang! who broke Queensryche's story in early 1983, will write the tomes uh, forward. And Heaton, the founder of anybodylistening.net, a historical retrospective under Queensryche's original lineup, penned the, the afterword. Yeah, <laughs> I want to read that book. I really do, because I, I, obviously I like
1: music biographies. But man, I really want to know, like, some things about them. Because I'm just imagining, like, Jeff Tate now being like, "Yeah, we're good," and then the rest of the band being like, "Fuck the guy, <laughs> 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 he sucks."
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, no, fuck that guy.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh no, I I I really want to know, like, where a lot of that. A lot of that problem came in. I know, like, you know of it, but, like, you want details. Yeah. 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 You want to know the dissolution.
2: We want to spill the tea. Mm, Yeah. Yeah, give me all the tea. All the tea. Mm. All right. Not spreading the disease Mm -hmm. here. Mm Mm-hmm. The 63rd annual Grammy Awards, originally scheduled for January 31st, have been postponed due to concerns over the spread of the coronavirus, of course. They will now tentatively take place on March 21st, 2021. A combination of health and travel concerns is what ultimately led to the decision to postpone this year's Grammys with the show's planned location of Los Angeles on the verge of becoming the epicenter of the coronavirus pandemic. More than 7,600 people are hospitalized with COVID-19 in just Los Angeles County alone. I mean, it's just the Grammys.
1: <laughs>
2: right? Nobody cares. <laughs> oh, an award! Oh, it's a Grammy! <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't throw your trash in here! <laughs> He's the one that called Dr. Field not so good. Alright, this is a while back.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Vinnie Moore, legendary guitarist, has tested positive for COVID 19. The UFO guitarist revealed his health status in a social media post on Tuesday, December 15th. Uh, He wrote, I was recording some new songs a couple weeks back and was going to post about it, but started not feeling so well and unfortunately tested positive for COVID. Feeling better now, but have been really tired. In fact, I have become a world champion napper, which is frustrating because I hate napping. Biggest waste of time ever. Whatever, dude. Bro, bro, You, you bro. need to appreciate them naps, bro. bro whoa, whoa, hang on, hang on. Whoa.
1: Just because just you got COVID doesn't mean you can sit there and talk, you know, a bunch of crap about naps. Yeah, for real.
2: Yeah. I yeah. need you to tone it
1: down about the fucking naps. Yeah. <laughs> you see, normally when you go through your day and it's like a 12-hour day, you need a nap somewhere in there. But you see, if you don't get a nap. <laughs> you see, a <an> normal man
2: <laughs> he needs about eight hours of sleep. And I'm not normal. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I need at least 12 hours a day.
1: Recharge time. See, I get four hours over here, and I get two hours over here. So together. <laughs> It adds up to about six hours. But then you throw on an extra half hour nap later on when I close my eyes, and then you kind of drift off by accident. I just don't know why that happens. But you
2: know what I mean? And then I sleep when I'm standing
3: in line at the bank. (laughs) Oh
1: naps ladies and gentlemen we are passionate about napping
2: <laughs> because we're old and we're, and we're bald and we're tired hey, Whoa, 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 bald you keep that to yourself son tired yes <laughs> and we are tired during the just, day just you wait dude
1: just you wait a couple years Weird. when, when I
2: completely gray and still have a full head of hair sure. oh whatever. yeah
1: we'll just see about that Why I'm gonna you? I'm gonna look like Dr. Wiley
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh. Oh, right all right Sharon Osborne tested positive for coronavirus back in December mm-hmm. uh, I haven't updated this but she was able to go back home uh, for the holidays she was back home with Ozzy by um, by Christmas Eve uh, but she says she's still suffering from some of the symptoms mm-hmm. so. She's got to be careful around that old man
1: no, Take that, COVID You tried, and you failed You <laughs> hit the wrong mark You <laughs> <laughs> got the wrong Osborne <laughs> Good job by you, better job by Ozzy
2: Aussie <laughs> <laughs> just like, huh? can't, can't, can't catch me Frog hop, can't catch me <laughs>
1: No, I'm just imagining, like, he's just standing there, and COVID is stormtroopering shooting us. <laughs> <laughs> just all around
2: him. I recently watched Pulp Fiction, and I'm now envisioning the goddamn guy, hand cannon. The goddamn hand cannon. <laughs> we should be dead, my friend. <laughs> I need you to acknowledge this miracle. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Bacon tastes good,
2: pork chops taste good Alright, carry on Alright uh, We kind of covered the uh, I'm getting better Because Sharon Osborne was able to go home And so and
1: Vinnie Moore got better He's yeah. just napping ass. So
2: I got this section here called Breaking the Law
1: Do we uh, really want to do this one? Do we really want to do this one? No, I think we should just report it and
2: then carry on Because I don't want to talk about it Alright So basically John Schaefer's a douchebag and it sucks to say because we love the Iced Earth. But he was one of the fucking frontline guys at the Capitol raid this past week. Um, he was photographed uh, very prominently. The FBI is looking for him now. Mm-hmm. Um, and the worst part about it was not only the fact that this happened, but he was there a couple weeks ago and he gave an interview. To uh, to a German newspaper, self-identifying himself like you know, I'm John Shaver, yada yada yada, wearing a fucking drain the swamp vest, uh, and he is just a right-wing nut job. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure some of us saw it coming, you know, yeah. didn't know the severity of it, mm-hmm. but the fact that he went out of his way to leave his home in Indiana to go to Washington D.C. and be a fucking on the front lines of raiding the U.S. Capitol because he. Because he's protesting, quote-unquote, the election of, of Trump is just fucking insanity. And it sucks. You done goofed. Yeah, That's it sucks. It really, really sucks. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. we can have a conversation about, you know, separating, you know, people from, like, their, people's beliefs from their, their music, yada, yada, yada. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I probably like I can honestly say I probably will still listen to Ice Earth, but I probably won't be supporting them as much as, like, I would not probably be buying their stuff. I probably won't be fucking... I won't rock their t-shirts no more kind of thing. You
1: know? It's one of those things... And I'm talking about it. Why am I talking about it?
2: I know we decided... That, you said you didn't want to talk about it's it, but I think at things, this point we have to talk about it. It's
1: one of those things that I can, I can normally forgive a different mentality than myself. You know, I'll still... I'll still listen to the material. There are still plenty of artists out there who are are on the conservative side. Um, and probably deep on the other side as well. Mm. Um, you know, just m- either side being more so than they have to be. But, I mean, dude. Dude. You were there, front lines, Broken and everything like
2: like that's and, and the 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 angry picture you're in like dude there's like there's just not like honest honestly like I know like we listen to Megadeth a lot. I know Dave Mustaine doesn't have exactly the best opinions of things in the world, but I mean he's not as fucking aggressive and fucking like just literally it feels like John Shaver is just like one of those fucking crazed out fucking brainwashed people yeah. and it sucks. It really sucks. Yeah you know cuz i get it. i i know he's conservative we all knew that but to that degree of fucking idiocy mm. is ridiculous yeah it it just it was heartbreaking oh, look at that like, we're losing a lot of followers right now <laughs> you, i i it, i think that's probably why you were a little concerned about about talking like this but i think it has to be done and the, when you posted that picture in the group chat mm. i was like oh that's just a guy that looks like john Schaefer. like they all look like that you know but then, like and really looking at the photo, and then seeing the, the tattoos on his arm, and the earrings that he wears, and just the fact that it was his face, I'm like, "Fuck, that sucks so bad." Mm. Ah, it's annoying. Yeah, it's just. All right, you want you want you want to move on? Okay. Yeah. All right, let's move on to Metallica. Breaking shit. Metallica, their music was streamed 1.1 billion. Times on Spotify in 2020. This marks the second year in a row that the band's songs were played more than a billion times on the digital music service in a 12-month period. 1.1 billion times. Damn. That is a lot. That a is a lot, lot. That's a lot of Enter Sandman. Well, the good thing about that is that it, it's probably, like, like I said, it's the Enter Sandman, but it's probably, they also released S&M 2. Yeah, of course. Um, And you and I have talked about this many times. Crossover. They are probably on any playlist that says heavy metal, hard rock, rock, alternative rock, or just anything involving rock music. They are on that playlist. And if you're just listening to random playlists, you will hear a Metallica song. Or two.
1: Yeah, or 1.1 I mean, billion. That does explain why I was sitting there listening to the rap station the other day, and suddenly Stone Cold Crazy came on, and I'm like, "What?" No, I'm I mean I wouldn't doubt it. He does speak kind of fast on that one. Uh, <laughs> actually, actually, what I would have heard is likely the Busta Rhymes and uh, Ozzy Osbourne Iron Man the, the song.
2: That would have been pretty cool. Yeah, which is a which is a great song. <laughs> you know, but you know, it's yeah, Metallica's just fucking. They're still fucking pulling in numbers. Yeah. All right. That's one thing
1: I actually really like. What's that? When you're talking about the crossover appeal, just one person who does it with so much ease and no one gives him any flack for it is Ozzy. Oh yeah. He just walks in, does something, and suddenly like everyone's like, That's awesome. Like no one gives a damn that he's like, you know, the the, the godfather of heavy metal and everything. It's oh, yeah. like, oh
2: no, that's cool. Yeah, he does have the incredible crossover appeal. I think that comes with the fact that his music is used in many crossover events, mm-hmm. such as Crazy Train. You cannot go to a football stadium in this country and not hear Crazy Train. It happens. But, he performed that song for Monday Night Football. You know, He has that appeal because mm-hmm. he's everywhere. Yeah. I think it's also the reality series. People probably know who Ozzy Osbourne is, Fifteen years ago, because of his reality series, that's what they got into him for, or whatever.
3: Well,
1: I feel like one thing I, I can almost guarantee happened is that a lot of people recently just found out about Ozzy because of Post Malone. Post Malone. I feel like that's that, that kind of consistently happens. He just kind of appears every couple of years in something random, and
2: suddenly, bang, he's there. You know who does that for him? It's fucking Sharon, probably. Yeah. Uh, you, no matter how much of a uh, you know how much you complain about Sharon, she's brilliant at maintaining his relevancy
3: Mm -hmm.
2: absolutely brilliant you know because he can still do like the fucking nostalgia circuit but that's not what he does he does do new music with new people and it's still relevant and and the thing is it's actually even critically acclaimed Mm -hmm. this late in his career which we're actually going to get
1: to a little bit later on in one of our discussions is that right yeah we'll talk about it okay cool awesome
2: very cool all right so you ready for some feuding yes Alright, so the, goat, uh, the makers of Ghost, the handcrafted British ultra-premium vodka, appear to have won the legal battle against ghost, lead, uh, ghost leader Tobias Forge over the sale of their product. So earlier in 2020, Ghost Drinks Limited was sued by the Swedish rock band over the use of the name. Since Ghost has also marketed a gin using the group's name, Forge and his representatives claim the vodka could conceivably have caused marketplace confusion. The vodka company, which launched in June of 2015, countered that the ghost main man had known about their product since 2016. On December 22nd, the Swedish Patent and Market Court, which deals with intellectual property, infringement, and validity cases, issued a statement saying that the term ghost is a generic word and is therefore free for ghost drinks to use. I mean, that's fair enough. Oh, for sure. You can't just fucking trademark a word. That's very generic. You know, some have tried. Uh, Oh, yeah. I mean, Mr. Simmons Mm. and uh, whatever. Still, Mm -hmm. you can't just trademark a a word like that. So, at least the little man won on that one. Yeah. All right. No alcoholic uh, merchandising. You ready for some merchandising? Always. Always. Puck Hockey, which is the uh, the hockey based fashion brand we have talked about on several occasions already, uh, they have a new relationship with Metallica. The Metallica and Puck Hockey collection includes hoodies, flannels, jerseys, and hats, all inspired the band's music and art. In addition to the merch, Metallica will be carrying in the Met store. Puck Hockey will also be selling a few pieces exclusive to its store. The collection is available at puckhockey.com.
1: I I, I never really had much. In the way of hockey, I think I've said this before. your hockey thing for Pantera was cool, but like on me, like that kind of like oversized shirt, I would look so small, and I'm already a small person, yeah you're already a very slender man, yeah, I'm like slender. I'm wearing small t shirts and then they're loose <laughs> you know and 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 medication does not help that, so it's like um yeah no, I would look like I would look. <laughs> someone would have to sit there and pour water on me like to actually figure out what my body type is. <laughs>
2: so. I always like the hockey I like the oversized stuff. I don't have much of it. No. Because i uh, cause I'm actually, I also feel very comfortable with form-fitting stuff now. Yeah. Uh, it makes yeah. me able to do better. <laughs> I was reading the ACDC book and
1: uh, someone who who was um, close to Bon Scott was saying he used to buy t- t-shirts two sizes too small. He'd sit there and be like, they make my muscles look big. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I remember a joke from Drew Carey, the mm. TV show. I don't know what what the competition was, but his adversary in the office, the the heavyset woman, what was her name? Yeah, I forgot her name. Anyway, yeah. she had a partner this in this competition, and he made a joke that he was taking steroids for it. And he's like, he, and he's, they they made a joke about him um, his ball shrinking because that's like a, a he's like, yeah, smaller potatoes make the steak look bigger. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? oh my god oh my god that's wrong all right so kiss has teamed up with dead sled coffee in a deal brokered by epic rights to launch a new coffee in 2021 more details will be made available soon that might be somewhere down the line that would be here's another one that might be down the line deicide have launched devil's dick their own brand of hot sauce featuring the tagline it burns when you put it in your mouth these guys are subtle as a brick to the face. No, no, no. What would have been subtle is, give me that dick. <laughs> <laughs> the habanero hot sauce comes in five-ounce bottles can be purchased as part of a bundle that includes a t-shirt and a sticker of a devil's dick.
1: <laughs> I don't need anything sticky from the devil's dick, please. You stay away from me from that. <laughs>
2: oh, man.
1: None of that nonsense, please. Right.
2: Knuckle bonds. Right, I think it's probably Knuckle bones. Probably. But they don't have an E in there. Anyway, Knuckle Bones, which is the creator of Rock Icons Music Collectible Series, has announced the production of a third edition of Randy Rhodes figures. Uh, says Knuckle Bones, our inaugural project, uh, project which we when we started Knuckle Bones back in 2003, was our first edition of Randy. And collectors who were able to reserve that one are very glad they did today. <laughs> All right. So now all Rock Icons statues are officially licensed, limited edition collectibles. This is a fine arts process, which each statue is hand-cast, painted, and numbered. The statues are created in one-ninth scale. Each statue comes with a certificate of authenticity on the base of the statue. They are limited edition statues. Only 3,000 each are created. The Randy Rhodes 3 Rock Icons figure is currently in production and is slated to ship in spring of 2021. Cool. I mean... That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I got
1: nothing really yeah. to say about that one, honestly. It's just merchandising. I mean, Super it, it, 7. Yeah,
2: Super cool. 7 is uh, taking orders for its new Merciful Fate era King Diamond reaction figure. The new three and three-quarter inch reaction figure is based on Merciful Fate's 1982 mini tour of Europe with King Diamond's stage costume, famous makeup, and awesome gloves. It is scheduled to begin <sighs> shipping later this month.
1: Wow. That's that's really... That, that description's really funny. <laughs> awesome Forget everything gloves. else. Look at the gloves. Have you seen the gloves? Have you seen the gloves? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, 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 this is great, but have you seen the gloves? <laughs> it's got pockets.
2: <laughs> it's got finger holes.
3: <laughs>
2: and little studly diamond thingies. Because he's the, the king. You
1: see the detail we put into that? The gloves, man. The makeup like, sucks, but the gloves. <laughs> yeah it otherwise looks like a melted action figure it's just <laughs> gloves
0: <laughs> awesome gloves <laughs> yes sorry awesome gloves <laughs>
2: all right we're ready for some recording news
1: I'm here i just sell gloves recording uh, news <laughs> recording news. recording oh hold on hold on you said i'm puzzled you did you didn't do unpuzzled am because no because there's no puzzles because there's no puzzles but someone did finally buy some puzzles this guy. You bought puzzles? I bought... I, dude, man, Facebook is being mean to me. Oh, is it the Iron Maiden one? Yes! Oh! <laughs> I've I, seen it! I jump on Facebook for one thing, and that is to look the Shred Shack page. And the first thing is always the advertisement for these freaking puzzles!
2: And I'm like, damn it, I'm gonna buy all these puzzles! I bought all four of them! <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. Take that! And I'm very glad, because part of my... I was thinking about buying you a puzzle, one of these puzzles that we talked about for Christmas. I'm, going, yeah. I'm glad I did it. <laughs> you get your own damn puzzles.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Take my money, capitalism. <laughs> no, did uh, I, did I, Another thing. Did I tell you? Um, did I tell you about? I told you about when um, Facebook came up with an advertisement based on a conversation I had with one of my friends. No. It, it was, probably. I, I might have. It was about uh, muffins.
3: Oh, yeah! <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, they're they're watching the conversations, too, man. It's crazy.
2: Well, they're listening in, too. We just talked about, about Iron Maiden puzzles and muffins. Guarantee you, Facebook ad for a fucking muffin tin that makes Iron Maiden puzzle pieces.
1: Or just a, a puzzle of, of Eddie eating a muffin. Either way. That would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Either way. It's going to be advertised to us in like the next 20 minutes. Muffins. They're making it up right now. As we speak, they're fucking editing it. Muffins. Fucking muffins. You ready for recording news now, damn it? I'm ready for some muffins. <laughs> okay. Recording news, then muffins. Okay. All right. A spoken word performance by late Deftones bassist Chi Chang will be released in January 2021. Titled The Head Up Project, the limited edition 24-track album, was re- recorded at Paris Cafe in Sacramento, California in January of 2001. Mm-hmm. So that's cool.
1: I mean, I'm not I'm still not a fan of the Towns, so... Mm,
2: whatever. Yeah. Liquid Tension Experiment. Liquid Tension Experiment. The instrumental progressive rock metal project featuring Dream Theater uh, keyboardist Jordan Rudis and guitarist John Petrucci, alongside X-Dream Theater drummer... Mike Portnoy and progressive rock icon Tony Levine on bass of King Crimson and Peter Gabriel fame has signed with Inside Out Music for the release of its third album. The effort is due in the spring of uh, in the spring? Yeah. The effort is due in the spring 22 years after the arrival of 1999's Liquid Tension Experiment 2. So
1: basically we have three-fifths of Dream Theater.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Which is great. That's great. That's awesome. Yeah. Can always go for some more fucking instrumental prog. Uh, uh, well, also, I, of course, I can't forget Tony Levin.
1: He's he's oh actually, yeah, yeah. He was. I, I remember seeing the um, one of my Peter Gabriel DVDs, and man, he's cool. Yeah, I think I watched something. You did. You yeah. fell asleep through half of it. But oh you, yeah, you, yeah. You did watch it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's typically a thing that that we've seen. It's it's typically you falling asleep during it. Not always. <laughs> Not always. <laughs> Yeah, I remember that. Uh, I saw the first hour and then it just dozed off and then saw the second half. <laughs> that middle part though is blur. Oh yeah, it was great. Yeah.
2: Uh there were I mean the Ewoks. <laughs> 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 right?
1: Did I get that one right?
2: Alright, so uh soil vocalist Ryan McComb spoke about the progress of the songwriting process for the long awaited follow up to 2013's whole album. Hole. Cool. He said we just started writing recently with the soil guys, so that's been a breath of fresh air for me cuz I've been going a little nuts not having something to write for such a long time. So, soil working on new record. You're welcome. Man, if I were
1: if I were that guy, if I were a band that like is like they're they're anxiously awaiting a new album, they'd be like, "So, when's the when's the new soil record coming out?" I'm in soil. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I fell asleep to that
1: one. Those are just like 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 if go up to Roger Waters or David Gilmour? So when's a Pink Floyd reunion going to him What the? What's Pink Floyd? <laughs> just 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 throw people off and piss them off. <laughs>
2: Never heard of him. Which one's Pink? Uh, who is this Pink that you speak of? Is there is there is there Mr. Floyd here? Mr. Floyd? <laughs> well,
1: I would sure like to meet this Mr. Floyd one day. He sounds like an excellent musician. <laughs> And I would like to work with him one
0: day. Oh, man. Man,
1: just, you know, I, want, I want people to really troll their audience like that.
2: Well, I think, uh, I think the best example I've seen of that is Rush. Mm-hmm. When they got accepted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame,
3: mm-hmm.
2: everyone gave a speech except for Alex Lifeson. Mm-hmm. He got up there and he went, blah, 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 blah. blah, And he did that for like three minutes. <laughs> no, and he changed the inflection you know, he got somber, he got high, did not say a fucking word, <laughs> and he did it for like three minutes. <laughs> it was incredible. That is what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> he is such a goofball. It's amazing. <laughs> and the other guys are just sitting there watching it like, <laughs> 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 what the fuck is going on? Oh, that's the kind of trolling I need to see <laughs> in, in my music. <laughs> It was the most—it was the most ridiculous and amazing thing I've ever seen.
1: <laughs> just something, and just like something completely asinine. It's like, so when's the new album coming out? You are the album.
0: <laughs> 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 just shut it down. <laughs>
1: All right. Who's the fifth member of the Beatles? It's you. <laughs> the people. The people. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Dumb crap like that, I love it. <laughs> 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 All right, reunited San Francisco Bay Area thrashers, Violence will enter Trident Studios in uh, Pacheco, Florida, uh, California, on January 18th to begin recording their new EP, tentatively due in the late summer, via Metal Blade Records. How in the sessions will be producer Juan Ortega, or Ortiaga.
1: Oh, I think it's Ortiaga.
2: Ortiaga, there you go. Uh, who has previously worked with Testament, Machine Head, and Exodus, among others.
1: Mm-hmm. That, that was cool. Uh, that's uh, Phil
2: Demmel's band, correct? Yeah, yeah. Okay, Phil yeah. Demmel's re- uh, reunited band there. Right, um. KK's Priest, which uh, features, you know, ex-members of Judas Priest, including KK Downing, Tim Ripper Owens, and Les Banks on drums, will release his debut album on 2021 via Explorer 1 Music Group. The group will also play select shows next year to mark the 50th anniversary of Priest and Downing's career as a founding member. K.K.'s pre-set list will consist of priest classics and new songs. Uh, I mean, duh. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, what else is he going to play?
1: I didn't expect him to come out and play the damn blues. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, I know what you're expecting, but we're here to play some smooth jazz! (laughs) (laughs) Bringing out a special guest,
2: Kenny G! (laughs) That's not how this works. (laughs) Uh (laughs) the <laughs> man is you to my keyboard is John Tesh. John Tesh, everybody. Now we're gonna play a song from Demolition and KK in the back <laughs>
1: No. Ripper stop.
2: <laughs> Tim,
1: you're fired again.
2: <laughs> oh. This kind of reminds me of like uh the Simpsons bit where they have like the, the second best players in the world and they're like the number two band in the world and they get booed. Like, why would they come here to boo us? <laughs> <laughs> all right Love Bites which is the all female heavy metal band from Tokyo Japan released a new EP Glory Glory to the World on March 10th 2021 via JPU Records
3: mm-hmm.
2: the effort was recorded under the darkness of the coronavirus pandemic and will contain four songs exclusive to the EP the tracks will not feature on or be re-recorded for future albums like the 2018 EP Battle Against Damnation okay I actually recently went back because they released an album this year or mm-hmm. this past year 2020 okay and I listen to them. And they are really fucking good. They are really goddamn good. Well, probably, what do they sound like? Because the name frightens me. They're a little. They're. They're a little like power metal. To tell you the truth, okay, you might fine. actually enjoy it.
1: I think Love Bites. I think a Def Leppard. I just want to like. I, I, wanna... I, I. can
2: see where you're going with that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah,
1: like I would. I want to find the nearest bear trap and just dive my head into it. But
2: they. <laughs> they are. They are very good. Okay. They are very
1: good. Okay. I'll, I'll take your word. I, for I, it. I would
2: say you have to just give it an honest listen. i, I I'll, I'll take your word for it. In a new interview, Paul Stanley confirmed that the debut LP from his R&B band, Soul Station, will be released in March. The effort, which was recorded over a period of several months, will be preceded by a couple of singles.
1: You know, when I made that joke before about coming out and playing smooth jazz, I was joking. (laughs) (laughs) R&B, rhythm and blues. Although it would be very, very, very cool to hear some reimagined versions of Kiss songs in an R&B
2: style. That would be kind of cool. That would I, be I can get awesome. behind that. that would Lick be awesome. it up. Let's do it.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Let's
1: uh, all night. Yeah. <laughs> Love God. <laughs> Every other song about dick that they have. <laughs> God of Thunder. <laughs> no, wait. That one's legit.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, yeah. Love it. Love it. All right. Jeff Tate is working on the second album from his Sweet Oblivion project for a 2020 release via Frontier's music. The upcoming effort is being produced by Aldo Lanobile, who has worked with the Sacred Sphere, uh, Archangel, and yada, 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 and will surprise everyone, according to Frontier's head honcho, uh, Sefrino Serafino, whatever, uh, by not only keeping the musical trademarks of the debut, but also enhancing them, yada, yada. Yada. Yeah, I mean,
1: I mean, that's that's typical, like, like, Here comes our second album. It's going to be even better than the first, huh? Yeah,
2: typical press release language there. Uh, earlier this year, Sepultura launched a Sepulquatra, Quarta, Sepulquarta, I think. Quarta, mm-hmm. a weekly event where the band gave insight into its colorful history, took part in question-and-answer sessions with fans and performed music while in quarantine. Some of the musical co- uh, collaborations, including those with members of Megadeth, Testament, Anthrax, System Over Down, Trivium, and Sacred Reich will be released as a full-length album in 2021. Cool. So we skip ahead to like, uh, Shit I Want. I think we've talked about this in particular. <laughs> mm-hmm. I want shit like that. I want shit like that. That's what the the lockdown sessions for Sammy Hagar and The Circle are. That's what this is. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that a lot of people have been involved in doing stuff like this. Release it all. Yeah. Put it out there. It's fucking great. Yeah. The people will want it. Yeah. That's shit I want. Yeah. Blaze Bailey will release a new studio album, War Within Me, on April 9th, 2021. Yes. All songs were written and produced by Blaze and guitarist Chris Appleton.
3: Yes.
2: System of Down frontman Serge Tankin has confirmed to rolling some of that his previously announced solo collection of rock songs, Elasticity, will finally be released in February. Ooh. Woot. Mastodon recruited David. Uh, Batrill, who has worked with Stool, uh, Stool. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Freudian <pretty> Slip. <laughs> Woo! Uh, who has worked with Tool and Stain pro- to produce their eighth studio album. The follow up to 2017's Emperor of Sand is being recorded at West End Sound, which is located inside of Ember City, the rehearsal facility that members of Mastodon manage in Atlanta, Georgia. Cool. Producer Andrew Watt who worked on Ozzy Osbourne's latest album, Ordinary Man, has confirmed to Guitar World that he and the Black Sabbath legend have begun collaborating on a follow-up effort. He says they're about halfway through, but you know it's been hard with COVID and everything to keep him safe. We all test every day before we work, and it's just me, Ozzy, and my engineer. So it's taking a little longer this time. But it's cool because the last one was made in this like swift uh, love affair of passion. Like, oh my God, it's incredible. This time everyone's moving a little slower, and we're taking a little more time And the songs, there's some songs on there that are like eight or nine minutes long that are just really crazy journeys. It's really exciting. That sounds interesting.
1: No, it it does sound pretty badass. It just, I, I got... I got stuck on the, um, it's like, it's just me and and Ozzy and the engineer, and we're just having this this swift stream of passion. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) are you now? Oh, yeah. And you're recording it for eight to nine minutes, okay? (laughs) I understand.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Who knew Ozzy can last that long (laughs) anymore? (laughs) All right. So we've talked about Miley Cyrus recording a Metallica covers album. Yes. Uh, But she has collaborated with Elton John and Red Hot Chili Peppers drummer Chad Smith on a cover of Metallica's Nothing Else Matters. Uh, The pop star discussed the project during an appearance on the UK radio show Capital Breakfast with Roman Kemp. She said, I did a Metallica cover of Nothing Else Matters featuring Elton John on piano. I've got Yo-Yo Ma, Chad Smith, and so many other all-stars. Sounds great. I'm pretty excited.
1: I'm always excited to hear...
2: Somebody pop cover metal. So. Yeah, yeah. I I mean I like I think we've gotten a little too. Uh, I, I I don't like I, don't, I typically don't like some metal covers of metal songs because they typically stay too true to it.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I like when things change up a bit. Yeah, I like I like Im- imaginative reimaginations. I guess.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, so this this sounds very very interesting. Yeah, if she does a whole album like that, sweet. Let's yeah. see what happens. I'm, I'm excited. All right, we had mentioned this earlier. Uh, Accept has had to delay the release of their new album. The band uh, stated about the Too Mean to Die delay. They say, unfortunately, with a heavy heart, we have to postpone the release of our new album, Too Mean to Die, from January 15th to January 29th. Due to a COVID-19-related pressing plant closure, their finished product has been massively delayed so that the planned release of January 15th cannot be kept. We are very sorry about this, and we hope that all Accept fans are understanding of this very unfortunate situation and continue to support the band. It's been over three years since the last Accept album, so we hope you can wait another two weeks for the new record. In order to shorten the waiting time for you, we have decided to release a new video for the track Zombie Apocalypse together with a digital single on January 15th, 2021.
1: Nope, not good enough.
3: I want, I want
1: it now. I want it all. No. Um, are right there, Freddie. Calm down. I actually... <clears throat> I am kind of bummed about this just because of the fact that it ruins my plans for... The review. For the review. Yeah. Because, spoiler alert, I was going to review that album uh, as my second album of the year. Um, but, <clears throat> also, I still want to hear Sucks to be You. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But also, uh, have you heard the song The Undertaker?
2: Yes. Oh, dude, it's so good. Yes, I remember when uh, I think you posted it. Yeah, I think so. In the group chat, and we're just like, man, that would have been great if it came out a year ago for the fucking boneyard match. Yeah, that would have been great. So, man, great song.
1: Um, but I can, I can wait. I'll just
2: put my tears in a vial. <laughs>
1: <sighs> Might use up all my handkerchiefs. <laughs>
2: All right, recorded live shit. Recorded live shit here. Mm -hmm. Crocus will release a new CD-DVD, Adios Amigos, live at Vakin on February 19th, 2021. (gasps) Excuse me. That's it. Okay. Excuse me. Crocus. 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 Okay. All right, so no one's remastering or reissuing anything for now? Mm Mm-hmm. No men or women are doing anything good? (laughs) (laughs) blue. Moving on. <laughs> uh, here is where we would put in a commercial break. Yes. So um,
1: if anybody's been following us on our Facebook page or on our Discord channel, you'll know that uh, we recently had a little uh, deal worked out with the Hella Hot Hot Sauce Company. Um, so we had tried two of their hot sauces that were collaborations of flavors done with metal artists. They actually have done a total of four. Oh, sure. um, when I ordered previously, they had sold out of the one, and then I found out about the fourth one, which is uh, Florida Frank from Hatebreed. Oh, sweet! Yeah, so that one's that one's still available. I have to get a thing of it. But anyway, we did two videos for the with these guys uh, t- trying their stuff, um, and they were both fantastic. They also sent a third bottle of the of the unknown, which was also pretty fantastic. Yes, it was. Um, so we're big fans of of their stuff and so we've kind of worked out a little thing they are now sponsoring our our podcast and some of our content so We are going to put a little commercial here for them, and it's going to be uh, in this place going forward on this show, just to uh, advertise. You'll probably see us do some future Shrek Jack Tries videos with some of the other flavors and everything, and we may do some impromptu ones with the other flavors that they send because of the fact that he's going to send us a lot of random stuff.
2: And that's just amazing, so... Yes, yes. so
1: we greatly appreciate that. So the thing is, um, I, I wanted to find a way to easily cut away the commercial. So my immediate thought, aside from doodaloo, doodaloo from Wayne's World, <laughs> which, which we did use in the past for interviews, was using a Frank Zappa clip from um, Nanook Rubs It, which is the, the, the follow-up to Don't Eat the Yellow Snow. When he talks about the fur trapper, who is strictly for commercial, <laughs> <laughs> and then they and then they uh, follow it up with strictly commercial. <laughs> so that's going to that, be our lead-in.
2: That is wonderful. Yep.
1: So every time you hear that, it's going to lead into a nice little spoken bit about stuff that isn't sponsoring us. So, sound clip. You may take it away. Greetings Metalheads, Dan Mack here and if you're a fan of putting a little heat on your meals, spice up your life with one of the many hot sauce flavors available from our sponsors at Hella Hot Hot Sauce. All natural, no preservative, and California-made Hella Hot Hot Sauce provides small batch artisan hot sauces made from fruit and pepper blends that emphasize aroma, taste, and of course heat. With several flavors available, some seasonal, others year-round, and collaborations with members of Ghoul, Exhumed, Guar, and Hatebreed, there are plenty of options to suit your palate. Head over to HellaHotHotSauce.com and buy up a couple bottles now. (laughs) (laughs) And we're back, and now we're here with the crowdfunding tracker, which is my part part of the show. So I actually looked at uh, Kickstarter for the first time um, in weeks, and I was very surprised to find that only two. Uh, things metal related were up there. Um, one did not give enough information, so I was not willing to look further into it, just because of past uh, burns. Oof. So, oh, yeah, I'm still feeling that one. Mm-hmm. So, um, <laughs> so the other one looks uh, quite good, and that is from a band named Sphinx. They are a UK uh, kind of death metal, death chorus band. Um, they are working on their debut album. They released. Um, an EP a couple years ago as well as some singles we're gonna actually play uh, the song that they have on uh, on YouTube now uh, just for an idea of uh, to give you an idea of what this band sounds like so we're gonna play that now And so that was Sphinx. I don't actually have the song title, unfortunately, just because uh, I'm I'm away from from my uh, accessories. But that um, that can be found on YouTube. Uh, I'll I'll probably chime in with the actual song title later on. Anyway, um, so they're kickstarting the uh, debut album of theirs. It's actually a concept album uh, about fantastical creatures, beasts from folklore, video game, films, or simply our imagination. So. Some really nerdy death metal. Mm. That's what I'm talking about. That's, that's that's our jam. So, um, as it stands right now, as we record this, Sunday, January, what? 10th? Today's the 10th? Today's the 10th. Sunday, January 10th. They have 16 days to go. They currently stand at, well, um, <coughs> oh, theirs is... <clears throat> Theirs is in pounds, but in American dollars, because America, um, they have a goal of 3,391, and they currently stand at 1,796, with 16 days to go. Um, so, hopefully, you enjoy the song that we played here today, and you will go to their Kickstarter. Uh, again, that is for Sphinx, and go find um, their Kickstarter and contribute a little bit to it. Um, as always, I treat myself to the goodies. (laughs) So, um, I did back this one looking at physical copy, t-shirt, and poster, which, guys, band, if you're listening to this, I will ask that poster to be signed because I need more posters for my wall. If you need proof of the wall, I will send. (laughs) So, Please contribute to that if you find that their music suits your fancy, and we're going to post this on our Discord channel as well, just to get a little bit more word out there. 16 days, let's get it done, folks. And that's it. That's the only thing I've managed to find. I don't, I don't search Crowd like, like other crowdfunding sites, which I really need to, just because I know others are being used.
0: Yeah. So I yeah. need to do
1: that, but otherwise. I got nothing for right now, so what's next?
2: What's next? Concert news. Concert well, news. Yeah, it's usually shit I want, so I said what I want. What do you want? More puzzles. I want my puzzles. <laughs> <laughs> no, no,
1: I actually like. I'm I'm waiting on a lot of things to show up right now. I just want all that stuff to show up. So um, there you go. Yeah, you know, stuff I've kickstarted in the past, and um, um, I ordered some CDs. And, you know, just just waiting on on things that. I don't need, but I want, and, yeah. and therefore I have. Because no, um, now you know you know what I want right now—the next payday. That's about it. <laughs> 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 hey, I'm buying. I'm buying a piece of exercise equipment. I want it to be. Oh shit! Oh, you didn't see the bike, did you? No, it's, it's all right.
2: Lindsay sent the picture of you building it. Yeah, well,
1: no, that was great. That was phenomenal. I <laughs> know. Well, I'm working on Gabriel's right now. so oh, Very nice. Very nice. It's the brakes that kill me. Mm. No, screw that. Hate, I hate, that's what I hate about bikes. Maintaining. Mm. I, hate, I hate things. I have to maintain them. <laughs> <laughs> why, can't, why can't I just throw things away when they suck? <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, I spilled sauce on the table. Throw it out! <laughs> Get a new
2: one. Spilled water on the floor. Burn it down. Start again. <laughs> Redo the floors. Fuck it. Concert news? Yes. All right. From the comfort of your home, mm. Scour will re- kick off 2021 with an exclusive live stream performance later this month. The multi-camera a live stream event will take place on January 29th at Anselmo's renowned Nasferatu Layer Studio and find the band performing its EP trilogy in its scathing entirety. The live stream will also include an opening set by housecore recording artist Detroit Grind Ensemble Shock Narcotic, featuring current and former members of the Diliger Escape Plan, The Black Dahlia Murder, uh, Battlecross, and Childbite. Those just sound like some very vicious bands. Well, I think we have seen at least one of them. I think Childbite was on on the, 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 the bill at the housecore show. I think the so. The horrorcore so. show. I think whatever. So. Um, But yeah, sure. It sound that sounds like fun I always wonder what these how these streaming events are you know mm-hmm. I know I think uh semi just just this past week did their uh live stream of animosity in its entirety oh snap yeah I know so I wonder how how that is you know because I never experienced one of those <laughs> I think of
1: uh when I think of something like that. I think of the uh, the end of Wayne's World, the after the, the during the credits thing. I hope you didn't think it sucks. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: oh yeah. All right, you ready for some festivals here?
3: <laughs> All right,
2: hey, listen, listen, listen. All right, so first off, Journey. 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 Okay, it's over. We'll headline the 2021 edition of Lollapalooza's flagship event in Chicago.
3: What?
2: Journey? headlining Lollapalooza. What the fuck? All right. What happened? Perry Farrell, what are you doing? I don't know. It's fucking weird, dude. fucking weird. All right, check this one out, though. This is a long one, so bear with me here. All right, so they've rocked stadiums, toured the world, produced 10 multi multi-platinum albums, and 16 top 30 hits. Now, Foreigner. Can be added, can add headlining the first socially distanced music festival to their impressive history. On March 23rd and March 24th, 2021, a year after live music, theater performances, and tours were canceled and closed across the country, Foreigner will take to the stage to reignite the concert uh, scene at Front Yard Festival at Dr. Phillips Center in Orlando, Florida. All right, so. Just listen to this description of how this is going to work here. I'm listening. The Front Yard Festival is a new, purpose-built, live entertainment event designed to re-engage artists and guests in a safe, socially distanced setting. It takes place over six months in a specially built three-acre outdoor theater. The Front Yard Festival pays homage to the fact that our yards have become gathering places where we see our friends and family in an open-air setting. Accordingly, the design elements including sleek wood fencing stainless steel accents and lush greenery are inspired by sunny outdoor patios and front porches Mm -hmm. the venue will feature hundreds of private elevated boxes placed six feet from one another allowing guests to enjoy a concert while keeping a healthy distance from others COVID-19 health and safety protocols developed with guidance from federal state and local health authorities will be strictly enforced including touchless temperature and bag checks at the entrance points Mask wearing outside guest boxes and increased sanitation. And guests can order food and beverages from a group of on site restaurants and have their orders delivered right to their boxes. That is it. Smart. Yeah. I mean, it sounds kind of like those, like the luxury suites at like stadiums, mm. but like on a smaller scale.
3: Yeah.
2: And I think that it, if it works out, that'd be kind of interesting to see how things go. I, I hope think, so. I think all these innovations that they're coming up with that we've talked about over the past year have uh, are going to be really interesting to see how things play out going forward. Like, when concerts do come back, will they still, like, like people who can't go to a physical concert, can they buy tickets and have it streamed to them? Is that another line of revenue for concerts? You know what I mean?
0: Yeah.
2: And the, the whole uh, social distancing thing, is that going to be like something that goes on in the future? It's going to be interesting to see.
1: There are those people who sit there and say, like, after all this, we'll never be able to shake hands again. Well, so. I'm I'm kind of okay with that just because of the fact that if I go to a show and I decide to mingle with the crowd, I don't have to smell anyone's BO. For sure. And no one has to smell mine. I'm sorry.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But guaranteed, no matter where I am, even if I'm socially distanced, the other tall guy will stand right in front of me. Yeah. Guaranteed. The other tall guy. Seriously. It,
1: it, it never fails.
2: It never fails. And it's always
1: in front of you. Yeah. Because, um, like, I like, like, you know, the two guys there's one who's really big and <laughs> one who's really small, and they always stand in front of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's me and the other tall guy. Like, then, uh, the entire venue is here. And then they move a little bit, and you're like, oh, I can see And then they put on a friggin' sombrero. <laughs> <laughs> and it just like, blocks your view one again. One of those goddamn
2: Kentucky Derby hats. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Ten-gallon hat, baby. <laughs> Damn it, Texas shows. All right, you ready for some touring news? As such as it is. Yes, yes, Sepultura will embark on a European tour in late 2021. Support on the track will come from Sacred Reich and Crowbar. Cool. I Am Morbid, the band featuring forward Morbid Angel members David Vincent on vocals and bass and Tim Young on drums, Mm -hmm. alongside guitarist Bill Hudson from Circle to Circle and Trans-Siberian Orchestra and Kelly McLaughlin, will celebrate the 30th anniversary of Morbid Angel's second album, Blessed Are the Sick, with a European (laughs) tour in September and October. Support on the track will come from Grave, Gruesome, and Pyrexia. 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 Where are you going? <laughs> Where are you trying to do? Tupperware. <laughs> I just can't give it up. The land of Tupperware. <laughs> All right, one-offs. Baby Metal will play ten shows at Tokyo's famed Budokan venue next year as part of the group's tenth anniversary celebration. Well, actually, this year, because I probably got that back in twenty twenty. Anyway. The shows, which will mark the final chapter of the Metal Resistance era, will kick off with two dates in January, the 19th and 20th, and four concerts in February, 16th, 17th, 19th, and 20th, before continuing later in the year. This is not to be confused with Bootycom,
1: which is Ron Jeremy's
2: festival. <laughs> Hell in the prison,
1: now. <laughs> that is true. Well, mmm. Z- 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 that's you know, a booty con. Yeah, I was <laughs> that's say, a that's a con yeah. <laughs> insert joke about dropping soap here.
2: <laughs> insert male rape joke that's apparently acceptable right here.
1: No, that's not. It's really not. At all. <laughs> yeah.
2: But it's Ron Jeremy, so he might deserve it. Mm. Anyway, that's it. No one's has seen a show in a fucking year.
1: I know, right? I was I was putting up a thing on, a, on our Discord channel. I was like, it's been so long, I forgot what
2: the last show I actually went to was. Not a local show. A real show! I don't the remember! The last show I went to was last February, Opeth in Dallas. That was the last concert I went to. And then the world ended. And then the world ended. And I we went right to Williams Surgery right after that, and I thought, Alright, this is going to be the big event of the year. And the world fucking ended. You done goofed. <laughs> the <laughs> world came to a fucking grinding halt. After that. You done goofed. It was fucking weird. And you ruined it. That was you. I know. I know. That's what I have to call this year for me. <laughs> All right. Are we ready for some heavy metal in the charts? Yes. Well, let's get through a noteworthy point first here. According to official charts, ACDC's Power Up, along with classic titles from Queen, Pink Floyd, and The Beatles, were among the UK's top-selling vinyl releases of 2020. hmm Topping the overall end-of-year vinyl album chart is Fleetwood Mac's 1977 effort Rumors, which sold 32,500 copies on vinyl in the UK in
3: 2020.
2: Damn. Elsewhere, Power Up landed at number eight. Queen's Greatest Hits took the number seven spot, and Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon came in at number 13. The chart also includes two titles from The Beatles, Abbey Road, and Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Uh, Hell yeah. Of course. Yeah, Sgt. Pepper's. All right, are we ready? To be disappointed by the Billboard Top 200.
1: Oh, I mean, uh, I'm actually kind of interested. I want to see how much Christmas music
2: is still on there. Well, yeah, we are in... This is now January 9th that this uh, chart covers here. Yes. So here we go. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Number one, Whole of Red by Playboy Cardi. The what? Yeah, it's a new album by a gay guy. A gay guy. A guy named Playboy Cardi. Is that in any way related to Cardi B? No, because... He is Carti oh. C-A-R-T-I She is Cardi.
1: Folks Folks please I want you to To pull out The nearest dictionary
2: <laughs> And look up the word Originality <laughs> Because god damn it We can't tell you apart Alright number two Is Evermore By Taylor Swift This was her second album Of 2020 by the way It's Evermore and folklore right Evermore and folklore right. I haven't listened to Evermore yet Really like folklore Yeah uh, The Voice by Lil, by Lil Dirk. Whatever the fuck.
1: One more Lil comes around here. I'm going to start smacking people.
2: All right. Number four, Shoot for the Stars, Aim for the Moon by Pop Smoke.
3: Huh?
2: And number five is Positions by Ariana Grande. <laughs> All right. Just for, uh, just for reference here, Folklore by Taylor Swift is number six. So she has two albums in the top ten. Damn. Two albums in the top ten. Damn. Girl making money. Making that money. Okay. All right, number 12, Christmas by Michael Buble. Number 12. Uh, that's okay. He's boobs. He's the boobs. He's boobs. Number 17, The Christmas Song by Nat King Cole. Really? We're still there? Number 20, Merry Christmas by Mariah Carey.
1: Oh, dude, it's not going away, dude. It's
2: not. It's not. Not going away. All right, number 23 is the Hamilton soundtrack. And I haven't listened to it. In weeks. Alright, so that's not me. You're
1: going to come back next time and be like, dude, I've been listening to it like non-stop, dude.
2: Is that like number 16
1: now? Oh my god. <laughs> it's all me. That's it's all me. me. <laughs> uh, number
2: 24 is a Charlie Brown Christmas soundtrack, of course. Uh, number 27 is Christmas Gift for You from Phil Spector. Number 27. Uh, my Gift by Carrie Underwood, number 28. Wow, they really are still, still lapping it up here. The best of Bing Crosby, 20th Century Masters, because of fucking, probably Little Drummer Boy. That's number 32. Best of of Pentatonix, Christmas, number 33. Paul McCartney. McCartney, three. I'm guessing this is a new album, because it's been on the charts for only two weeks. Mm -hmm. It's at number 37. Peaked at number two. Okay. Greatest Hits by Queen, number 40. 40. Does that sound like top of hard rock? More than likely. More than likely. Rumours by Fleetwood Mac, number forty-five. Forty-five. All that vinyl.
1: <laughs> right.
2: Well, that's the UK. This is this is here.
1: You know, my first thought when you said that it was like you know, chart topping. I was like, suckers. I, <laughs> I inherited a copy. <laughs> suckers. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, 20th Century Masters The Christmas Blah 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 Burl Ives 48. The Christmas
1: Huh? The Christmas Yeah Christmas Celebrating the Jesus Yeah
2: <laughs> Well Burl Ives I think he was the uh, The snowman From Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer So that's what that is
1: mm, gotcha. Uh
2: The Christmas Album By Perry Como Number 49 mm. Diamonds Elton John Number 51 Rocking Around the Christmas Tree By Brenda Lee Number 54 Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and Other Christmas Classics by Gene Autry, 56.
1: Mm -hmm. (sighs) Christmas
2: Album, Classic Christmas Album by Andy Williams, number 61. Christmas is Over. The Classic Christmas Album by Elvis Presley, 66. The Beatles Abbey Road, number 68. Let me know when we scroll again. The Dean Martin Christmas Album, number 70. Oh,
1: my God. There's so much Christmas still. What? Wrapped
2: in red. Wrapped in red. Kelly Clarkson has to be a Christmas album, number 73. Mm-hmm. Creedence, Clearwater, Revival, Greatest Hits, number 76. Mm. Another fucking Taylor Swift records at number 75. Oh, snap. She's pulling in the money. Yeah. What's up, girl? I don't <laughs> know why, but a re-entry. A re-entry this late in the game at number 83, Christmas Songs by Frank Sinatra.
3: Okay. Yes.
2: Michael Jackson's Thriller, number eighty four. Yes. Back in Black, number eighty six. Yes. Nirvana Nevermind, number eighty eight. No. Beatles won eighty nine. Okay. Legend, the best of Bob Marley, ninety. It's 90. a thing. Journey's greatest hits, ninety two. <laughs> <laughs> Bing Crosby Christmas Classics, number ninety three. Sure. Last Christmas by George Michael and Wham! at 95. Guess who didn't lose Wham! again?
3: This guy! This guy! (laughs) You know why I survived? Because I
1: still have no idea what the song sounds like.
2: (laughs) The best thing about it is I almost lost. Twice, apparently. Uh So I was scrolling through my Facebook feed, and a friend of mine posted the video. And I was like, no, no, no! sound was off. Thank God. And then apparently we were listening to Christmas songs on, on Spotify with the kids, and Brandy saw it coming up and she skipped it for me. I got back. <laughs> I got back up, baby. That's oh. what's up. <laughs>
1: Brandy, you are trash. <laughs> That's right, she's got my back. Oh, that is <laughs> Yeah. That is terrible. I survived Wham again in twenty twenty. Again, it's somewhere between not really knowing what the song sounds like and not having gone anywhere in over a month.
2: (laughs) Also true. Also true. I exist here. (laughs) All right. The Berry Christmas by Chuck Berry, 101. Oh, that's delightful. Guns N' Roses Greatest Hits, number 102. Mm Mm-hmm. Another Taylor, Twil- another Taylor Swift record. She's owning this fucking. Oh trailer snap,
1: here. girl, call me.
2: Yeah, for real. Hey, girl, hey. Hey, girl, hey. <laughs> you got spacey little black book for me? Come on. <laughs> I'll be your next ex-boyfriend,
1: girl.
3: <laughs>
1: Write a song about me. <laughs>
2: Oh, Tom Petty, The Heartbreakers. Greatest hits, 118. 118 for Tom Petty. That's the, the thing that would get us on the map. <laughs> we Need a Little Christmas by the Pentatonics at 121. Feliz Navidad, 124. Greatest hits of Fleetwood Mac at 127. Bee Gees. All-time greatest hits at 131. The Bee Gees. Mm. Power Up by one 133. Okay. Holding on. Yeah. All that vinyl. Hold it on. The dark side of the moon. Welcome back. One forty one. <laughs> just I can just imagine this is like
1: every couple of weeks it just kinda of wakes up. What's going on?
2: <laughs> who's on the chart now? <laughs>
1: oh we gotta take care of that. Oh what? no 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 no. <laughs> Wait, who's no. number two hundred? No, block them off. No,
2: All right. no, no. I'm gonna just scroll back up to the top here to figure out what this third one this third number is on the right. Alright, so there's three numbers on the on the thing here. It says yeah. Last week, where it peaked in weeks on the chart. And now weeks on the chart for a lot of bands are like in the forties, fifties, maybe a hundred. Dark side of the moon. Dark side of the moon, the number of weeks on the chart is nine hundred and fifty-five. You know what's gonna happen? <laughs> Here's
1: what's gonna happen. Here's why there was no Y two K.
2: Jesus fucking Christ! All right, I'm, I'm, because uh, when right. they cross Conspiracy a Conspiracy theory here, I want to see it with the top hat, the scarf, and the sunglasses here. What's when going they on?
1: Across a thousand, <laughs> the Billboard's website will not be able to handle it. As soon as they put in that thousand, the site will burn down and everything will fall apart. Society as we know it will dissolve beyond what it's already dissolving Dan. into. Shut up! Shut up! <laughs>
2: Nine hundred and fifty-five weeks. That's a long fucking time, bro. Fuck. Yeah, I know. Dude, 955. Yeah. That's like, um, it's a lot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Every Day is Christmas by Sia. The Andy Williams Christmas album, oh, that album's at 43. Uh, the Andy Williams Christmas album album's at number 45. Mm-hmm we got some re-entries here. I'm guessing some Christmas albums might have gotten knocked off, but we have re-entries from George Strait and the Moana soundtrack. Yep.
1: Thank so, you. Thank you, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And
2: he would say, you're
3: welcome.
1: Of course he would. <laughs> <laughs> and I would say, sure.
3: <laughs> Man,
2: shut the fuck up. <laughs> it doesn't matter if I'm Welcome. <laughs> You know what's the greatest thing about that is uh, our friend Maria did not know that he was a wrestler, ever. So it's like we had to we had to go back and show her some of his old promos. and <laughs> It was amazing. <laughs> oh man, it was great. It was great. She had no clue. <laughs> oh my god, that's like such so like a classic. We, I was like going to say like me and her boyfriend it was like, dude, he wasn't just all wrestler. He was like the wrestler for a while like he was the number one guy no it, it it was it was
1: basically when 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 austin had to go away for a while he took the place
2: yeah it's like he wasn't just a wrestler he was the wrestler and he, like uh, he
1: went from being the most unlikable person in the world apparently to being the most loved
2: individual on the friggin' planet. He's fucking he's great. I love that. Yeah, guy. he's, he's
1: yeah, like pretty much like you have people who rank up there as far as like being like America's sweethearts, Tom Hanks, Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> pretty <laughs> much.
2: <laughs> and, 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 and and Dwayne Johnson's working his way up to that Tom Hanks level. Yeah, he's he working there. it. He's working it. He's just a he's just a jacked up Tom Hanks. That's it? That's all he is? <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> Tom Hanks on steroids, literally. Come on. Oh, no, 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 he's he's all-man. Bam. <laughs> he's all-man. All-man. Silverback Gorilla, as he calls himself. <laughs> all, right. all right. Number 154 is the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack. Number 156 is the Metallica Black album. Black hey, that's because of me.
1: No, it's because I have my own damn album.
2: Uh, A Holly Dolly Christmas by Dolly Parton is at number 160. we got some more re-entries here at the bottom of people... You don't necessarily care about a, a re entry of a uh, Jolly Curses from St. Sinatra at 164. This is late in the game. Oh, this late in the game. Oh, snap. Yeah. All right. Number 169 is Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Uh, Good. Yeah. A oh. re entry here is the, the Eagles' greatest hits at 175. <laughs> re entry. Eagles. Eagles. Zeppelin 4. Zeppelin 4 is at 181.
1: A lot of there's a lot of dads out there buying stuff
2: for their kids. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, that'll do it. Mm-hmm. Speaking of dads out there buying stuff for their kids, Pink Floyd, The Wall, number one eighty five. Mm.
1: How many weeks is that one? That should be like somewhere in the five hundreds. One 158 What? One fifty eight. Which is amazing because it way outsold
2: Dark Side. Man. Yeah. Well, now we had probably the, like at least in the last. Five to Like, five years, probably. We had to uh, account for the streaming thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, All right. How the Grinch Stole Christmas Soundtrack. Excuse me, 189. Mm -hmm. Purple Rain Soundtrack by Prince, 191. Yeah. Greatest Hits by Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band, 192. Mm -hmm. Uh, A Boogie with the Hoodie, your favorite guy. Because... He's a re-entry at 196. Get out of my face. Christmas Portrait by the Carpenters, number 198. Uh Uh-huh. Number 200. Rounding out the number 200 spot here is MTV Unplugged in New York by Nirvana. Get. That's what I'm talking about.
1: No, no. Yeah, yeah. No, 199, 200, move over. We're putting in John Denver and the Muppets and the... Friggin' Chipmunk's Christmas. Get
0: out (laughs) of my face.
2: Get out of my face. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, why isn't that on the charts, man? For real. As a matter of fact, the thing that pissed me off the most is I went to look for that album on Spotify. And you can't find the actual album on Spotify. It's just playlists. Mm -hmm. So it just pissed me off. I mean, I I got to listen to it. I got, you know, got the 12 Days of Christmas in there Mm -hmm. with the kids. It was great. Yeah. But why isn't it its own fucking album, not just the playlist? God damn it.
1: Can't tell you, but you know what? I have the vinyl copy, and I'm getting the cassette copy. Thanks, Dad. <laughs>
2: <laughs> as long as, as well as the uh, the hall notes. Uh, uh,
1: yeah, that's. Yeah, that's a thing. It's great. That's a thing. I just. That's don't mind. Thing. Just don't mind me.
2: Just dying inside a little. <laughs> All right. I see you have a discussion in here. I do, because we were supposed to discuss it last time. Oh uh, yes. So yes. Things so. that
1: didn't suck so loudwire has a list of 12 huge things that didn't suck in 2020 and
2: well, let us go through that and see if they are correct because
1: lets let's, let's, let's talk about it so far they're wrong <laughs> so yeah uh, first off tool won a Grammy but no one cares about the Grammy so we talked about that Uh yes so you know rock and metal have been completely disrespected by award shows in recent years <laughs> recent years. Recent years. How how recent are we talking about here? Like, uh, ever? And the Grammys are no exception. That's why it was refreshing to see bands like Tool nominated for a Grammy at the top of 2020. They deservedly won the Best Metal Performance category with Tempest, which is a nearly 16-minute-long track off their album Fear Inoculum, also known as Nap Time. (laughs) <clears throat> this is this is where it gets better. Okay. Dave Mustaine beat cancer. What? True that. Yeah. True that. God damn it. So during Megadeth's show in London at the end of January, Dave Mustaine announced on stage that he was a hundred percent cancer-free. He had revealed that he was diagnosed with throat cancer in June of 2019 and underwent a series of treatments to get rid of it. Thankfully, they worked. He went on to bash the government as he always does. <laughs> Yeah, but he didn't raid the Capitol, so it's okay. That's, that is true. Oh, well, he might have been there. Um, next up, Ozzy had a comeback. And this is what I was talking about before. Uh-huh. Ozzy Osbourne had a comeback. First of all, Ozzy
2: never goes never away. Never goes away. He is always relevant. He even wrote a song
1: about it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's called Not Going Away. <laughs> Man. Yeah, If you yeah. couldn't be more... Blunt. For real. But 2019 was a shit year for Ozzy Osbourne, quoting the actual thing. I did not say that. So we're n- really not sure which of the has been worse for him overall. It started when he contracted the flu in January of last year, which escalated into pneumonia. Then, as he was recovering, he fell and aggravated old injuries, which resulted in the cancellation of all his tour dates for the year. After enduring several surgeries, he was able to perform at the 2019 uh, AMAs with Post Malone. Shortly after, he released Under the Graveyard in November, his first song in nine years. As things were looking up in early 2020, he revealed he had been diagnosed with Parkinson's disease a while back, but his album Ordinary Man came out on February 21st, and it became his highest-charting album in several countries. He told The Sun that the album was a lifesaver for him during his struggles. He will never die. Never. Simple as that. He's evaded everything. And, um... <clears throat> I think he's inhuman.
2: He, he, he might just die by stubbing his toe because nothing else can kill him.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be a paper
2: cut. Yeah, you, you know it's gonna be. It's gonna be a paper cut, blood, fucking infection, done. Mm, yeah, absolutely. But just something, something, something so, incredibly so mundane and so something so unlike Ozzy. No, it's some,
1: yeah, something, something so simple yeah. is gonna is gonna take him out, and it's gonna be like, wow,
3: that was. Anti-climic. Despite what his
2: album says, he is no ordinary man. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, Metallica and many other artists have been able to write new music. I like the fact that they headline Metallica, but it's
2: like. This is Loudwire. Come on. They're they're mainstream fucking rock it's like, paper. So. Great. They wrote new music. I'm sure
1: back in 2009 they were writing new music. When did the next one come out? Oh, like 10 years later. <laughs> I don't care that they're writing new music. You tell me it's coming out this day, I give a damn. <laughs> Cause, all, 'Cause this album right now could this music could be just Lars farting on a snare drum. That's no joke. <laughs> he might do it. There were tons of collaborations. With all the downtime, artists found new ways to create art. This is what this is up to your your alley. Thanks this is to what technology, we're about, yeah. a ton of collaborations were were born while everyone was recording from home. Bring Me the Horizon released an album with appearances from Amy Lee, Baby Metal, and Nova Twins. Matt Cameron and Kim Thayil of Soundgarden worked on the song with the Pretty Reckless in Seattle, and there were many, many
2: more. Um, I think one of my favorite ones that that have come out of this quarantine thing <clears throat> has been at the movies. Yes, which is a I think we've talked about that before. Yes, we have. But it's uh, the the they take eighties uh, soundtrack songs and they redo them mm-hmm. and Saint Almost Fire, Saint Elmo's Fire, the uh, Time of My Life by from Dirty Dancing, mm-hmm. um, uh, oh my God, ain't no easy way out. There's no easy way out from Rocky Oh, <laughs> uh, and it's speed from fucking uh, Soil Work singing, so it's fucking incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Live stream shows. Mm.
1: Being confined at home forced a lot of artists To think outside the box Or the stage, in this matter While plenty of live streams started from musicians' homes Eventually artists started taking the stage At actual venues to perform in front of cameras Rather than audiences High quality live stream performances Became regular occurrences by the summer And artists were still able to make a living Playing their music live For a lot of them, this was the biggest audience they had (laughs) (laughs)
2: Oh, that's great. <laughs> that's insane. that. That's just you, right? Oh, me. <laughs> no, please, thank you. I was like, man, are you fucked up. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I don't copy and paste. <laughs> yeah, you redirect. I'm sorry. Uh, that's right. I have a lot more to read. Thank got, you very much. I got a I lot more to say. <laughs> let,
1: me, let me fix that for you. Industry came up with methods to make concerts safer. We actually don't know if that's been put into effect yet, considering the fact that we are still doing the social distancing. We don't know the long term effect of that. But one one thing we have to accept is that even with a vaccine, COVID 19 is not going away, just like Ozzy Osbourne. (laughs) And if one thing. Is calling Ozzy Osbourne a (laughs) disease? He's a virus. He's a pandemic. He's a metal disease. Thank you, except for writing such a great song. And if there's one thing we've learned from the virus, it's how easily germs are spread by things we do every day, because we didn't know this before because no one washed their hands after using the bathroom. Considering a lot of venues and public places have already enforced rules to increase sanitation because gross, we can expect that they will remain intact going forward so as not to risk transmission of any virus, let alone this one. Temperature checks, hand sanitizing stations, ma- and masks are among the many regulations we've already seen. So when you see that fat guy without a shirt at a concert, douse him in sanitizer. But he's still wearing a mask. But he's still wearing a mask. That's great. <laughs> so, yeah, when, 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 he's, uh, when you, you see him start to become the wrecking ball for the pit, you, you pull out your Purell and get ready. That would be awesome. Right? <laughs> I would love to see that. Just, just a, sanitizer fight, a <laughs> sanitizer fight at the concert. Sanitizer fight <laughs> at the concert. You filthy fucker. No, you filthy fucker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining, like, the wall of death thing. It's like, it's like everyone just rushes in and stops six feet away
2: from each other. <laughs> <laughs> and they do this, like, in the air. <laughs> <laughs> And then i will just think of some <laughs> greased up fat bastard with his hand sanitizer.
3: <laughs> yeah, He's <laughs> sitting there like, Ugh. oh <laughs> yeah, loving the mosquito. I'm so clean. <laughs>
2: <laughs> who wants to touch me? I said, who wants to fucking touch me? <laughs>
1: We have just made concerts that much better. <laughs> I think we're onto something here. <laughs> okay, the Dave Grohl and Nandi Bushel battle.
2: Oh, the, yeah. This is the
1: drum battle between Dave Grohl and... And, like, Andy. a
2: nine-year-old little lady who's apparently incredible.
1: Yes, uh, so... Gotta catch my breath, I'm laughing too hard. <laughs> uh, if the if this duel didn't make you smile, we don't know what will. Nandy and Bushell is a 10-year-old musician who went viral on the internet for her wildly impressive covers of hard rock and metal songs. After her rendition of Foo Fighters' ever long gained momentum, uh, the young rocker caught the attention of Dave Grohl, who then challenged her to a drum-off. The two went back and forth, Grohl wrote her a song, and they eventually got it. Got to meet virtually. They have plans to write a song together at some point as well. This was just one of many instances where artists had the time and desire to be more engaged personally with their fans, which is obviously something that isn't always possible for them to do. For those who are not in the know, this song that they are writing together may ultimately become the greatest song in the world, as seen in Bill and Ted Three.
3: <laughs>
2: oh. That's something that didn't suck in 2020. That is very true.
1: That is very true. Zoom made interviews and other events possible. Thanks to video platforms such as Zoom, people didn't have to feel so disconnected from each other after all. Artists, especially, were still able to participate in interviews and share news and updates without having to leave the comfort of their homes. The above, the photo above is a screenshot from our chat and Motley Cruz, Tommy Lee. Um, Could you use anything better? I mean great i I would like the opportunity to reach out and very firmly grip an artist's arm and say i'm your biggest fan (laughs) (laughs) but i guess i lose that opportunity when it's virtual i will just sit there and reveal myself to them to show them my ever dying love (laughs) my undying love my apologies rock and metal started to be embraced by the mainstream i kind of want to skip that because of the fact that it has in the past And this is stupid. While award shows and other mainstream events have literally given rock and metal the boot in recent years, um, when haven't they? Something strange started happening toward the end of the summer. Uh, First of all, COVID got worse. Firstly, the entire world seemingly discovered Fleetwood Mac thanks to their song Dreams going viral on TikTok, along with Ocean Spray Cranberry Juice. What? Okay. Oh, it's, Yeah, okay. Machine Gun Kelly, previously known primarily as a rapper, released a pop-punk album Tickets to My Downfall in September, and it was the only rock album at that point to debut at number one on the Billboard 200. I... Don't remember that. Don't care. Miley Cyrus announced that she would be releasing both a Metallica covers album as well as an original rock album soon after. And pop artist Doja Cat integrated metal into her performance at the European MTV VMAs. stole it Therefore, operation. <laughs> For those of you who are not in the know, Europe is actually more open to rock and metal than we realize, and USA can, um, quote, suck it. <laughs> A lot of gatekeeping metalheads don't seem too thrilled about all of this, but they don't seem too thrilled about much of anything in their lives, besides the darkness of their mother's basement. But it Look. may finally be the start of the heavy genres being accepted on a more widespread level again for like the ninth time yeah it's, a, it's kind of cyclical for us <laughs> the return of ACDC ah oh, yeah another one that's never going to go away never going to go away A couple of years ago, it seemed ACDC were over for good. Brian Johnson had to leave their 2016 Rocker Bus Tour, and founding uh, founding member Malcolm Young died the following year. After 2020 was already three-quarters into the year, ACDC announced their return with Brian Johnson, Phil Rudd, Cliff Williams, Stevie Young, and of course, Angus Young. They released the highly anticipated power-up on November 13th, and not only debuted at number one in the U.S., my God, But in a ton of other countries as well. They rose from the ashes and proved that they can make it through just about anything. Therefore, so can all of us. And that is why Ozzy's still here. (laughs) Because, Because if he can make it, we're all pussies. Pretty much. And lastly, System of a Down released first new music in 15 years. In early November, System of a Down surprised us with two new songs, their first new music in 15 years. "Protect the Land" and "Genocidal Humanoids" were released to raise awareness about the war in Artsakh, if that's pronounced properly, which has had a huge impact on Armenia. Though though there is no news of a new album or anything further from the band, the pair of songs were an unexpected gift, considering the way the members had been vocalizing their very different political views in the months leading up to the U.S. presidential election. They, too, dissolved after the election had ended. (laughs) I wrote that part. (laughs) Um, So those are the things that Loudwire says didn't suck about 2020. Um, I would agree with some of them. So. some of them I don't think are quite huge and don't care um some of them I think were a long time coming so some of it down had to happen at some point just For so it happened in 2020 or it didn't have to happen at some point it didn't need to but they, they have and people are apparently happy unfortunately that also fuels reunion rumors and everyone just starts getting really hard <laughs> um anything Ozzy does <clears throat> every so often I'm happy about um because he's never been away? Well, yeah. But, like, I've. I can't say. Like, even the reality show was funny. I can't say I've ever been, like, discontent with anything that Ozzy had ever done. I can say the same. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I mean, the, the drugs and potentially killing Sharon, not so good. That's, that's, mm, yeah, also, dr- that was before our time. Yeah, that just draws, before the line. Our time. Be- draws the line. You know, but, um. But since then, those, those subsequent 30 yeah. years. I've been pretty good. Yeah, even doing a duet with Miss Piggy, I'm cool with that, you know? <laughs> you do what you do, Ozzy. You're the man. Just, uh, just don't go on Sesame Street. Watch out for the count. So, uh, you know, just just, just stay away from that show. And yeah, why isn't Metallica on The Muppets? Master of Puppets. Master of Puppets. Why Bullshit. is that? That's some BS. No, anyway, um, I don't really care about Tool winning a Grammy. Yeah. Um,. I don't think anybody really cares about the Grammys. No. I mean, it's cool when you sit there and say, yeah, they won the award, but then you're just like, okay, but
2: that award well, just... is... The fact of the matter is because of, the, the, of who they were, mm-hmm. I think there was, no, there was no competition for that. They were going to win it, no matter what. If it were something like... I think what the Grammys does, they try to pick like they pick like, a few random, obscure ones, and they pick like the most obvious choice, and they give it to, they typically give it to the most obvious choice.
1: I would have to look at the list from, from years past, so um, yeah. Um,
2: but the return of AC D C that I feel like that's always been floating around. I mean it's been floating around ever since the, the tour ended and Axl Rose was no longer leading them. Yeah. You know, there there was there was there was talk that they would do an album with Axl Rose but that never gained any kind of traction. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as there was a picture of Brian Johnson in his studio in Australia, that was it. Everyone knew it was happening. Mm-hmm. It was just a matter of time. Yeah. Um,
1: the rock and metal started to be uh, embraced by the mainstream. Hate that one, because it's stupid. Yeah, it is really, it's really dumb. Mm-hmm. Zoom. Everything involving the social distancing side of things, obviously cool. Things, things are a little bit more accessible and, and whatnot. I just... Why don't I get to do the interviews, man? <laughs> well. Uh. So, like, like even Tommy Lee, like, bro, what happened with that drum solo from that show at Jones Beach a few years oh ago, man? Oh, my God, the grudge, the saltiness. Where's your salty gun? Oh, man. Oh, <laughs> salty. <laughs> Where's the salty gun? My salt gun. Salt uh, gun. Your assault man. rifle. Mm, my assault rifle. <laughs> mm. No. Um, but, yeah, it's... it's I, I, what I want to see, what I want to like, what I want to know, because I'm just curious about it, is how everything now will affect the future.
2: Oh, for sure. And the thing is, the thing is, everything's still in transition. You can't really, no one can give you any kind of idea. Yeah. You know, because everyone's still talking about when things go back to normal. What the fuck is normal now? What the fuck is normal? What is breakfast? <laughs> Are there still tacos? <laughs> and like when everything like we're this whole thing does come to an end, which eventually it will mm-hmm. or we'll just come to kind of some acceptable fucking uh, semblance of world like life or whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. Like there's no telling how this is gonna how it's gonna be. I'm hoping, as we've mentioned multiple times, that like some of these live stream things still happen. Like maybe they coincide with the show. You know, again, like if they're if they're they've been doing these uh these um we, we talked about how a band was doing like a live stream tour where like the live stream was taking place or was uh, broadcast to specific lo- regions and locations. You can buy a ticket in that regional location, but you can't buy it from outside. Mm-hmm. So it felt more exclusive. I'm wondering if they continue to do that. Let's say Iron Maiden goes on tour in fucking America. And they have stops in New York and Texas and yada, yada, yada. Can those people in that city, maybe even in that state who cannot make it to San Antonio buy tickets to that particular show and have it live streamed to them, you know, so that way we can go physically, they can see it remotely, I mean, I think that'd be a pretty badass idea, but the thing is, the extra production cost of something like that would probably be astronomical, Yeah, yeah. you know, I think that has to be taken into account too, but the thing is, that also creates more jobs, and people are worried about jobs, and blah, 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 there's a lot of things that a lot of good things, a lot of bad things that could possibly happen and it was just trying to find the, the happy meeting in between the two.
1: A lot of things.
2: A lot of, a lot things. of things. A lot of you things. You know, it could be over here and then, of... you know, be over there.
1: You didn't just see what I did there, honey. <laughs> I was over here. Now I'm over here. <laughs> That's professional. Um, what I was going to say was this is the perfect time for Aaron Lewis to go on tour because no one's talking. <laughs> <laughs> Although just to make it an authentic show... He might just start yelling at the camera. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) For sure. 15 bucks to watch Aaron Lewis berate you for an hour.
2: (laughs) 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 I wouldn't pay five bucks for someone to come here and kick me in the dick. (laughs) Quick, shoot me in the face! (laughs) (laughs) Oh,
1: no, no. Um,. But I, you know what? I, 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 I think there's plenty more that, that was actually decent that happened in 2020. I yeah. Just, you know, we had a – you know, Shredjack had a good year.
2: No, we <laughs> were fairly cons- – we were a lot more consistent this past year with the podcast than we had been in years past. I mean, we had a, a couple of breaks here and there. Yeah. But we were, we were a lot more consistent. Yeah. Cool. Uh, we added Bird and Tom. To, mm-hmm. the, to the foray here, and we've had a lot of very successful 10-word review uh, videos. Yeah, I've gotten to a fighter or two.
3: Mm-hmm. Dan
2: got to a fire too. Yeah. Uh, that's always good. Yeah. You know, especially from the comfort of your own home. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just, just
1: sitting there, and I was like, I know what it feels like to be a keyboard warrior now. Uh, it feels so... Depressing. <coughs> mm. uh, is that
2: natural light? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Those birds singing. What is that? What the hell is that? Is that grass?
1: <laughs> what time is it? You say it's daytime? <laughs> wait. Oh wait. What year what? <laughs> boy, boy, what day is it? It's Christmas Day,
2: sir. <laughs> hell no it's not! <laughs> <laughs> I missed it. I missed the whole year. Damn. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Those ghosts had me for such a long time. Damn. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with any of this anymore. I
2: don't, know. I don't know. I'm trying to follow you. I'm, just, I'm, 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 I'm tripping on my own toes here. Oh, my God. I don't, okay, I am I think I need more coffee. I think that's a very good idea.
1: Mm, I also need to eat something. I'm starving. Also, I have my, my session in, like, 20
2: minutes. And I had my tacos before I got here. They were delicious.
0: Oh, my God. You didn't
1: share. Tacos. Well, we're going to adjourn this because... Because the elf needs food badly, and a warrior can eat again.
3: <laughs>
2: maybe a couple, of, maybe a bowl of cereal or something. Yeah, that'd be good. Some lucky charms. <laughs> we gave you the lucky charms, right? Yeah, you did. Sweet. We're still working on them. Uh, well, it's, yes, yeah, it's because my kids were still working on that after fucking months. Yeah, that's true. Okay.
1: Anyway, lucky charms. You know, they're they're magically delicious. Magically delicious. But yes, literally, there's going to be food. I think I'm going to get some pasta or pulled pork because num 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 for sure.
2: But uh, until next time,
1: this has been an exceptionally long show.
2: It's the first one after a couple of weeks, yeah. Yeah, it usually happens. Yeah, I still, I still think I, I would go going back and like looking through some of our old podcasts. I think we had one that was like three hours long. I have a lot to say. Damn it! You had a lot to say then, I guess. <laughs> I'm sure
1: I did, and I have more to say now. And by the way, no. <laughs> by the way, and. And another and, thing.
2: <laughs> and hitherto and therefore.
1: <laughs> hitherto therefore, four plus four, and so on and so forth. And anyway, you,
2: you look—you actually look like a Dickens character with the top hat and scarf on now. So it could work. It could work.
1: Something about surplus population. <laughs> <laughs> I, for 2021, this man is on point. <laughs> and until next time, I'm Dan Mack. This is Chris Mack. And we are, and we have proved today why <laughs> we are the slime.
0: Bob! Come at me, Dubai! Come at me, Dubai!